Hello, and welcome to the Metalheads Podcast. My name is George. This is Jane. This is John. This is Matt. This is Marcus on. And today we welcome back Keith D from just about every band ever, but most recently he's got back-to-back releases in the last month from Dragons of Crawl, and now this past week, Panda Kingdom. <laughs> Welcome back, Keith. <laughs> Good evening. Felix, it's, it's so nice to see all of you and to be back here on the on the Metalheads podcast. It's really great, and I like it a lot so far. I, I'm glad that the first 30 seconds have gone as you expected. It's like he did a promo again for us right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you uh, listeners may notice or recognize Keith's voice from some of those little... Uh, uh, drops that we have between breaks where he tells you how you're listening to the Metalheads podcast and then says something generally hilarious. Anywho. So <laughs> last month you released Journey wait, 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 to... Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I do. I, I apologize. And it is important that we get to Keith as fast as we can. But it, a shout out to George, who currently literally is positive with covid right now as we speak so i have more covid than covid he's sitting up straight he's not laying in the bed but just hats off for i was thinking of darth vader out. they're like he's more covid than man now that's right <laughs> <laughs> i actually got it like i got i totally got like a white zombie thing but that well yeah it's more, more human than human covid yeah so my apologies for interrupting especially since you were getting ready to question our guest but off you, off you go. I was so a good question. I was just going to say a bunch of stuff. But there's seven of us this this time around. So it's you, the coronavirus, myself, John, <laughs> and our guest Keith. So yeah, indeed, first indeed. time, first time guest. Yeah. All right. So last month you released Journey to the Black Fortress under the band name Dragons of Crawl. It is a trad metal homage to the '80s movie Crawl. And then last week you released the self-titled Panda Kingdom album, which has a very majestic <laughs> power metal meets doom vibe. And I, I have to admit that I'm not remotely uh, surprised by your prodigious output because you are a music making machine. But anyway, <laughs> let's start talking about these a bit. Let's start with Dragons of Crawl. How did this come about? First of all, thank you for reminding me about these projects because I forgot about them. For a <laughs> well, minute. I, I well as like, many what? as you release, it, you know, it's yeah. like trying to remember what you had for breakfast last week. I, I, well, was, I know what you had I, for breakfast last week. I it was, was toast. Like, what a, I thought this was like a some kind of online stand-up comedy show that I was attending or something for a moment there. And I was like, oh, shit, wait, I have to say stuff. <laughs> yeah, so Dragons of Crawl um, had the, the idea one day. Um, I said on my social media, I think I would like to make a heavy metal album based on the movie Crawl. And, uh, you know, when I say something like that, I, I'm actually being completely serious so those uh you know my friends who know me they know that i was not joking and i was going to make a heavy metal album based on a movie called crawl crawl fucking have you seen crawl wasn't that like the uh academy <laughs> yes. award picture of the year yeah. for 1980 never 
<laughs> Great film. So for anyone yes. who's listening who might not be familiar with Kroll, uh, you can go on Google and just type in Kroll. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Apologize in advance. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't want to do that, I could tell you now it's a sci-fi fantasy movie from 1983. I think it's great. Marcusan hates it. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, he thinks it's a hot pile of garbage. Um, but but the movie actually does have a small kind of cult fan base. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, it made for a good inspiration for a uh, heavy metal record. So the songs pretty much follow the events of the movie in order. A lot of lines of dialogue stolen or I mean borrowed in the lyrics. <clears throat> and yeah, it's it's just a it's just a fun record to listen to. It's got a like just an old school sort of Judas Priest man of war type of vibe going totally. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that's a know, great record. Despite yeah. the uh the uh questionable origins, I actually found the the music on this album to be Quite good, and in fact, probably much better than the movie. Hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. stars Liam Neeson. Come on, <laughs> that's true. Liam Neeson is in it. Like uh, he's got like a cameo in it. I bet he doesn't want to be reminded of that. Yeah, it's a lot better than making a just a pile of shit album based on a really kick-ass movie. <laughs> well, maybe well, that should be your next project. Then. This isn't the only movie that you've given a treatment to. Yeah. What else have you done? You just crank out some just terrible, awful album based on the Shawshank Redemption or something. <laughs> there was the Top Gun album. Yeah, that is true. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Redid the uh, Top Gun soundtrack. Because why not, right? Yeah. It's, that it's was dirty, fun. It's a dirty job, but somebody had to do it. <laughs> well, Keith, what was the first time that you actually watched Carl? Do you remember it? And how old were you? And how did you respond to it when you first saw it? Yeah, man. Long, long time ago. Let's see. I was maybe six when Crawl came out. <laughs> so I'd imagine I was six or seven when I saw it. And it just left a lasting imprint on me that has helped carry me through life up until this point. And Crawl uh, has just kind of always been back there mm-hmm. in the subconscious. Crawl uh, in the skull? Yeah, yeah. You know, in the back of my head, there's just always this spinning glaive, that five-blade Yeah, that's interesting because it, they, it, it barely spins around. in the movie. Yeah, they don't really do much with the glaive. It's no. such a cool-looking weapon, and they hardly ever really do anything with it. And if you listen to the Dragons of Crawl album, I only mentioned the glaive like twice in the last yeah. song, and that was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it only True really to the comes movie. in at the end. I mean, he yeah, finds it, yeah. doesn't do anything with it. Yeah, so I wanted the, the glaive's presence to be as disappointing in the album as it was in the film. <laughs> <laughs> true, true representation there. Excellent. The last song should be called, Oh, By the Way. Just a little, so there is the crawl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all got those movies that are we picked up as a kid and we cherish them and they're actually garbage. One of mine is a movie you may have heard of called The Ice Pirates. and that movie i don't know i mean it's been a while since i've seen it but all i know is it had a space herpy and uh (laughs) and uh you know it was supposedly really bad but i loved that movie and me and my friends quoted that movie endlessly yeah i saw that at a drive-in that's how how much it's ingrained in my head positively that is (laughs) 
the good date night movie. Yeah. <laughs> so who else worked on Dragons of Crawl? Yeah, so I'm doing uh, kind of, I don't really play live anymore. I love like producing and making albums. It's all I want to focus on. And that's what makes me happy is just making records and putting them out. So I'm trying to lately do what I call uh, buddy albums, like a buddy movie. Yeah. So these are my buddy albums where I get together with a friend and uh, we make a record. So my friend, John, who is a great drummer from, uh, he used to play in a uh, doom metal band called Northless. Um, I think I know them. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really great dude. Great sense of humor, real funny. Uh, he plays like a John Bonham style of drumming, very creative, and he's got a similar sense of humor. So when I posted that online that I was going to make an album about Crawl, he said, you know, I'm, I'd am i be down for that. So it was like when during the COVID quarantine lockdown stuff was all going on. So, um, you know, I'd make a song's worth of riffs and send it over to him through the email, and then he'd recorded his drums right there in his office and sent them back to me to do the mixing. It was it was fun. That's awesome. How does he feel about Krell? Yeah, he enjoys Krell, I'm sure. Who doesn't? Yeah. Other than Marcuson. Yeah, I mean, to, to in order to play drums on a heavy metal album that is based mm-hmm. on the film crawl mm-hmm. i believe that it is perhaps a prerequisite of sorts to at least have some sort of interest in crawl <laughs> right whether <laughs> it be it. a genuine love for the movie crawl or perhaps a morbid fascination of <laughs> sorts could i recommend perhaps uh, a follow-up album about the Beastmaster? nice Dude, fucking Beastmaster. You That's know, a that good movie. I, I love think, that movie. I think I need to see a therapist now because I saw Beastmaster when I was like five years old. That movie fucked me up. I tried watching <laughs> Beastmaster again recently. It was when I was on the crawl kick. I was like, let's check out everything else from this sort of swords and sorcery time period of, of movies. And so I was watching Deathstalker and all that stuff. And I came back to Beastmaster and I was watching it now through and more adult lens and that movie traumatized me when i was young and i watched it now and i was like dude this is fucked up (laughs) that movie is pure nightmare fuel like from beginning to uh, it's it's a disturbing film what about Mm. it disturbed you it's just filled with all this horrifying imagery and they like throw a kid into a pit of flames I actually like the child huh. sacrifice scene. That was, I was like, <laughs> I was like those crazy it. creatures that envelop you in their membranes. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah just spit out things. bones. It's awesome. Yeah, and there's like that witch that pours that glowing mm-hmm. blue juice on that thing and then takes the fucking fetus out of it or whatever. Yeah. The movie yeah. is fucked up, dude. <laughs> That's so That's good. funny because in the early 80s, I was a young lad and I was into Dungeons and Dragons and sword and sorcery type stuff. And and at the time, there was not a lot of stuff in Hollywood that you could watch. You, you had Beastmaster, you had Kroll, you had the Conan, Dragon Slayer, Excalibur. What's the Tom Cruise one? Legend. Oh, oh, Princess Bride. 
legends can be nowhere. Lady Hawk. But so, yeah. so it's like oh, at yeah. the time you were a little more, perhaps a little more forgiving because you, you took what you could get back then. And now you've got freaking Marvel movies and Lord of the Rings movies and everything. It's just. Crawl might be better than some of those uh, recent Marvel movies. That's just my opinion. <laughs> some of those Marvel films are shit. <laughs> I'm a little marveled out. Got it. Yeah. Down. Just a tad bit. I haven't watched a lot of them. Guardians 3 was great. But I still I, need to I watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Guardians you know, 3 was great. I'm also going to pitch again. I mentioned this to you guys the other day. It's a, it is a Marvel thing. The Cross the Spider-Verse is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. That's got so a lot good. of praise. Yep. We bought it today. So good. <laughs> awesome. Keith, if you're going to be going down this avenue of films from the 80s, you should consider the movie They Live. If you really oh, want to yeah. make things oh, messed up. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a favorite of mine as well. I love that movie. Mm. Ro- Ro- Rowdy Roddy Piper. Best fight scene in any film ever. Ever. Made. Ever. Ever. <laughs> the yeah, fight scene's amazing. You know yeah. the one I'm talking about. All you have to do is say the fight scene, and everybody yeah. that's seen They Live knows what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Well, Keith, for Dragons of Curl, how did you approach it differently than your other albums? Because it is a bit different than everything else you've done. Everything so he does is a bit different than everything I he's know, done. That's what's amazing <laughs> about what he does. He always gives a little bit different flavor. You know? He is like a box so. of chocolates, okay? <laughs> he's well, a box I'll tell of chocolates. It you're correct. It's very different in everything else I've done musically, mostly due to the fact that none of my previous albums or recordings are based on the movie crawl, (laughs) but this one is, and that's what sets it apart from my, the rest of my discography. There are no bears shooting cheese from their eyes. (laughs) No, not on this one, but that movie and, and just that, kind of genre and time period of movies especially that we were just discussing they're just so metal and uh they just lend themselves really well to that type of sound and inspiration so we actually watched crawl and jotted down notes uh, you know like oh that line would make a good song title this and that i watched crawl while i was composing the music and while writing the lyrics, of course. And uh, so the album, I suppose you could say, is very much inspired by Crawl. How, do, how many times did you watch it? Yeah, I was just going to say, how many times did it take watching it to get this done? <laughs> to get to the center of Crawl? More than once. <laughs> he licked Crawl at least 232 times to get to the center. Yeah. And then he just crunched it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, a really so they, good album. Yeah, you know, the the riffs I figured should be, uh, for lack of a better word, just knuckle dragging and a lot of just easy to play, just uh-huh. fun to play, I should say, instead of easy. It's just like really fun to play, just chug a da-na-na-na-na sort of stuff. Yeah, which I get- still resonates with us. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it, yeah. I was going to say, when I listened to the album today, uh, I noticed you studied away from a lot of the cheese in the music in the 80s, which was nice. Because like the song mm. Widow of the Web, yeah. that could have went so many bad ways. It really could have. And you chose not to. And I was so happy because, first of all, it's my favorite song on the album. But I was like, man, this could just be loud gang singing, high hair, hairspray. <laughs> 
metal and you chose not to. And I was so happy you stuck to the earlier part of the eighties with this album sound wise. That made me very happy when I was listening to it. So yeah, I really have lately been enjoying a lot of this new wave of traditional heavy metal bands mm-hmm. that I've been just discovering left and right. So that was the aesthetic that we were going for with that one. Yeah. But even there's not a lot of some of the new bands, I know Marcus on likes a lot of these bands because he and I talk about sometimes, but they like to love, throw all these melodic solos in at the beginning of songs. It seems like some of the newer bands overdo it. And I don't remember so many bands in the eighties actually really doing that outside of like Maiden used to do it. But like mm-hmm. Priest really didn't do that on their songs. And they're cited as one of the bands that influence so many of these kind of new tread bands that are coming out. So I'm just thinking out loud. That's what we do. But it is great that he played it super serious when Crow yeah. is just a silly movie, really. So I like that, too. This, this is making me think that you need to get together with Devin Townsend. <laughs> it's funny. I <laughs> While I was writing up stuff for this, I, I had a little joke. When it was Devin Townsend called. He said, slow down. He can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> because he's got Zeltoid. You've got Crawl. This somehow there's a universe that's big that there's some intersection somewhere there. So. Which would be cool. Mm-hmm. You guys would, it'd be with the, the, the intergalactic butts versus penises album. <laughs> Saved by the prog nipples. Yes. Nice. Oh, man. I don't think I would be able to keep up. That dude is like infinitely better and songwriter than me. So I don't know. Mm, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. I might agree with you with that. (laughs) You don't need to candy coat shit for me, man. Oh, in that case. If we do a Keith D versus a Townsend uh, Thunderdome, I'm picking Keith D every time. I'm picking both because we're getting both from whatever darkness or place that it comes from, from both of them. We're getting both of those, so we should enjoy it. No need to pit them against. Put them on the same path together. Yeah. In their journey. Is is fantasy something that you've always enjoyed, Keith? Is that something that's influenced you over the years? Have you have you enjoyed another mediums besides music? Absolutely. Yeah. In the as far as like movies and film go, I really enjoyed that fantasy genre, especially when I was younger. And I still do now. I've somewhere back here it's dark back here but i've got like a recreation of the sword from conan and stuff like that you mean the one that's behind me yeah (laughs) oh get out of here oh man it's a little dark back there conan's father's swords back there i might have a sword in here somewhere there it's not that one though but um yeah you know i I influenced a lot from video games and things like that Uh, believe it or not i've never played dungeons and dragons even once oh you're missing out yeah you know uh a lot of my you would think that i do with a lot of the music i make and especially the my more goofy projects talking about shit like beholders and elves and magic and things like that but Rainbow did that too. Yeah, I, 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 I never uh, really Rainbows. got into that, but I enjoy very much looking at the artwork and just paging through those books. Beyond that, it gets way too complicated for me. <laughs> if you look at that crawl poster, it is like one of the most metal posters ever. It's if you just worth, saw- you, really, you just saw it now? 
No, I've seen it. It's been a while since I've looked at the poster. It's one of the John, worst movie posters ever. I love it. I just I love it. It's so, so cheesy, but metal at the same time. It's great. Maybe a buckaroo bonsai is in oh, the... Uh, oh, there's another one. That is up Key Sally, I think. You got to remember, I, I was old for these films. So I, I think I saw Crow when I was 15. Oh. <laughs> so I remember I'm thinking maybe shit. next, like a... I think what would work well is a prog album based yeah. on Logan's run. Oh, oh. I actually thought I'd be putting down a list of movies that it would be interesting to see what you think. And Logan's run is one of them. Yes. Yeah. That, that movie is prog as fuck. So I think yeah, it is. It, it, you're it, too old. Time to die. Long. Time to die. You're too old. They're apparently not very athletic either <laughs> because a slow moving, Robot on wheels <laughs> almost caught them, <laughs> and they were supposedly under thirty years old. <laughs> oh man, I was watching that movie for the first time with my wife. Logan's Run. That shit. That fucking scene with that stupid-looking robot came on, and oh man, we were in tears just laughing. It made no sense. Like the dialogue was so weird. He comes out. He's all like, "Fish, plankton, items from the sea." <laughs> proteins from the sea or whatever <laughs> what the fuck it didn't even make what, any sense but if you think about that movie that is one fucked up movie if you think of the content behind it it really mm-hmm. is big time yeah I, I, it's based on a book from what i understand mm-hmm. and it's supposed uh, to be pretty good so you know a movie that fucked me up as a kid uh was poseidon adventure yeah like the original one mm. i remember it was towards the end i think it was almost over and they're trying to get out and, you know, the ship's upside down mm-hmm. and there's this like watery flaming pit. And, and one of the guys, I don't remember if it was like Michael Caine, Gene Hackman. Thank you. He has to what like jump fuck? out, he has to jump out <laughs> over all of this and grab onto a, a hatch and turn this thing and then fall into the fire water and die. And I, yeah. it just traumatized me as a small child. And that would be a great movie to memorialize in, in an album. I think we've discovered a niche here for Keith. Do you like any late 70s horror at all? A little bit. Phantasm? I'm a big fan of the Alien. Mm -hmm. And Aliens, the second one, is one of my favorite movies ever made. All the ones that came out after that can can eat Yeah, they they lost the plot a little bit. Game over, man. If the, if the name of that record is not Game Over Man yet, then this is a problem. <laughs> Keith, have you ever seen the movie Phantasm? Ah, uh, maybe a long That's time a film. ago. We're it's talking awesome. about films that fucked you up. Yeah. I saw that when I was a kid. That film fucked me up. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it, it's a cool film when you're sober. Imagine right. you've been drinking for a little bit. Of, if you delve into other oh, activities, yeah. it's yeah. terrible too. At the it same. is. Oh, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the whole point. <laughs> Yeah. For me, it was Watership Down. <laughs> he oh, still fucks no. me up. Fuck mm. that movie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the rabbits, Marcus. Oh, man, it's so creepy, that animation style and the black rabbit of death in there. There is a band, one of my favorite bands, actually, Fall of Ephrafa, did three albums plus extra stuff all about Watership Down, the books. and But that movie, even watching it now, it's still so disturbing, the general and how, like, blood and just slimes dripping out of his mouth. Just, oh. Yeah. Creeps me the fuck out. I'll never watch it again. Never. <laughs> yeah. Don't. I like to watch that one again just because it holds up 
and I was skeptical because a lot of times you watch that old shit and it's just terrible. You can't watch Thundercats now. It will ruin everything for you. Transformers. <laughs> except for maybe the movie. <laughs> so I'm more of a Thundar the Barbarian. Thunder the Bar- Barbarian is still pretty good, actually. Original um, Voltron still kicks ass. Oh, yes. I watched, I watched that recently. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I forgot how much this rules. Battle of the Planets. But there's I so still, much bad stuff. Like I still He-Man. want to watch old. Yeah, I, I want to watch the old He-Man because now there's two or three different new He-Man shows. No, stick to the original. Do it. Don't stick do it. The original. That's what I'm saying. It makes me want to rewatch the original one because yeah. we, we had done a family thing for Christmas and the adopt a family and one of the kids wanted He-Man toys. And so my wife bought all these different He-Man toys and we got them and I'm like, this is all different stuff. This is all He-Man, but these are different like time no. periods. And so there was like the new stuff. And it was weird that Netflix had two cartoons simultaneously hmm. that were He-Man and one was like kids and then was younger kids. I couldn't really even figure it out, but I just, I just want to watch He-Man Jr. from the eighties no. possibly. I might watch it tonight. I don't know. We're talking about bad films that fucked us up. I'm thinking about a legit film that fucked me up. And I'm not thinking The Exorcist because that fucked me up when I was a kid. Yeah, that too. But Deliverance fucked me up mm-hmm. bad when I saw that the first Squeal time. for me. <laughs> that That's not even the scene that bothered me the most. It was at the end when he, Burt Reynolds is, what the fuck did you want me to do? Kind of just, you start thinking about that as an adult. You're like, man, that's a hard decision to make. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fucked up movie. Plus, the banjo kid messed me up a little bit too. Yeah, yeah West Virginia, man. First time. It, it's not West long. Virginia. It's in Georgia. I don't care. It's not. West I don't care. Virginia. West Virginia's a half hour from here. It's got banjos. There's banjos <laughs> all over Appalachia, but this podcast just took a really weird turn. Yeah. yeah. And, you know what? It always messed us up. Yeah. yeah, we we stopped for we got off the highway in West Virginia in the mountains. This little small ass town to get some gasoline. It was like a gas station and oh. like nothing. And I'm filling up the tank and I swear the people were looking out the window at us going, "We could slap a rub on that boy." And uh, cook him up real good. <laughs> Slap a rub on that boy. I'm telling you, man, we were both like, we got to get the fuck out of here. I think I think what's scariest about that is when you've seen it in a movie and then you realize, like, this actually exists. Mm-hmm, like, sure. this isn't fiction, and it's mm-hmm. actually worse. What is the uh, film where they end up in that town? It's They're all, like, deformed uh, and mute, mutants from a nuclear waste. Oh, I can't think of it. And it, it's all foggy the whole time in the town. Have you guys seen that? The fog? I know. The, the fog is no. Mist? That's John. No. It's, I'll think of it. That's John. Smog. First of all, the fog is John Carpenter. I know. We don't, no, no. This is a town like in the mountains somewhere. They go and it's like a nuclear wasteland. And there's all these mutated people there and they basically eat all the people. The hills have eyes? Oh, yeah. There you go. Thank there you. There it is. Yeah, Very intrigued. It sounds good. The hills That's have the eyes. Hills that was a good eyes. movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking Lost House on the left. Yeah. You know what I watched? Oh, I, that was all. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that. Too. the same time period too. The- yeah. yeah. I just watched a movie that is near and dear to my heart when I was a child and it's like 30th or 35th anniversary swamp thing. Oh. Yeah. Yes. yes. I just got it on Blu-ray and watched it. And uh, yeah, it's not the same as when I was a kid. That. I still like it, but it doesn't it's matter. Like, it's wow. still awesome. Think of it as way better in my mind. Shit happened. That does not happen in the movie. <laughs> Because <laughs> I made it better in my mind after I watched it. Yeah. Will's favorite uh, horror movie from the 80s? It's called uh, I Spit on My Palm. <laughs> <laughs> huh? 
you know, um, I'm thinking it's like he's here. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe Marcus, maybe because you read comics, you probably filled in the blanks with the Alan Moore stuff because the Alan Moore. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, he revolutionized the Swamp Thing and with the green and all that. Yeah, they actually had a series for Swamp Thing like last year. Yeah, yeah. like I a saw season that. or something, but I never watched it. I watched it, but I remember much about it to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, the books are great. I have them in these absolute editions. They're like these giant oversized hardcovers. There's three of them. Yeah. Really good. Movie Heads podcast. That's yes. right. We never get he's distracted. Like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I got to get a pen and write all this shit get down. For a break. He's, this is not about crawl. He literally <laughs> held up his fingers and was like, wait, and then ran away. We should all just freeze. Maybe he's going to get Swamp Thing. Maybe he needs another beer. I used to watch all those movies it just tons of times when they would show up on early HBO before things disappeared uh, yeah, on yeah. these platforms. They would just run on and on mm-hmm. constantly. So you'd see them like three and four times in a month. Yeah. But see, this is what Keith D does to us. He brings back the nostalgia hard. Yeah, yeah man. Nothing wrong with nostalgia, man. All right. I yearn for simpler times. <laughs> and it's so true. The 80s, I don't care what anyone says, and I know a lot of younger people would dismiss this, but it really was Fuck way them. more metal. Yeah. Yes. It was way more metal because they weren't trying to be metal. That's what's so funny about all this stuff, meaning like the movies that we think are so metal. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to be. They just were. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so funny about it. So Army of Darkness, all oh, that shit yeah, back then. was fucking awesome so i'm glad you mentioned that again i saw that movie at the drive-in it was just one of the greatest nights ever uh, we were all drinking it was just because that's what you did at the drive-in you went one person drove in with the beer covered and everyone snuck in through the fence and it was a nightmare but it was so much fun it was not what i expected i watched the first one and it was scary for a younger lad not too young right. but second young. one was all pure and, humor yeah and so i was like all right i'm gonna get into this second one and then it was just like <laughs> laughing my ass off the whole time so, yeah that's when you realize bruce has a whole different mindset <laughs> yeah all right why don't we move on to panda kingdom i'm just gonna keep doing that until you make me stop so I'm- keith Tell us about how Panda Kingdom came around. Yeah, I will. I'll tell you that right now since you asked me about it. Oops, I said the word and I didn't do the harp. Oh, well. Thank you. The spell has been broken. The curse has been lifted. Thank you for breaking the spell and lifting the curse. And thank you for asking about Panda Kingdom, which I'll tell you about now or I'll try. You're welcome. So uh, everything exists everything exists um one of the thing that exists is a panda kingdom which i have been to um yeah yeah so i was i went to the dentist they gave, <laughs> oh, no. they gave me they, they gave me the gas uh-huh. the, the good and, stuff uh, yeah my dentist is pretty cool so he was like keith how's the gas and you want me to turn it up? And I was like, yeah, man, crank that gas. Crank and it like Freedom Rock. <laughs> yeah, he turned it up too much. and uh, Or, depending on how you look at it, he turned it up enough. <laughs> and I had sitting in the dentist chair when you're getting work done, it can be anxiety, stressful. Sure. It can be 
triggering of anxiety, symptoms, panic attacks. So I try to deal with it mentally by going to another place. The gas worked very well, and I left my body. I had what can only be described as an out-of-body astral projection type of experience. And I went to the Panda Kingdom. I was there mostly as like a disembodied form, so I wasn't there physically, but just floating, just observing. And the events that happen on the Panda Kingdom album are, it's just a, a basically a recollection of what I experienced and witnessed during my visit to this place that I was transported to, which was in the Great Hall of a majestic, amazing, very good and fantastic kingdom. And the king was a large, benevolent panda who was really great. I thought he was great. And there were some adventurers that had returned from a journey where they had acquired a magical yeast starter. So I don't know if any of you are familiar with like baking or beer brewing, but you have a, a yeast and it's a, you get it going. That's basically a yeast starter. You get it going great. on. Yeah. Yeah. And that helps ferment either your baked goods or Mead. your fermented beverages. And so this yeast starter was unlike anything that there ever was before. It was different in that it was great and amazing. <laughs> and this magical yeast starter was going to completely revolutionize their bread and their beer, lagers, ales, you name it, cinnamon buns, whatever. And so a, a great celebration was held in the hall of this kingdom, and I saw the whole thing. And so when I came back, I had the memories of this experience, and I felt that it should be made into an album that is just selling incredibly right now. It's huge. It's flying off the shelves. I can't even... I shouldn't even be doing this podcast right now. I should, I should be wrapping up. I should be wrapping up. I should be wrapping up mail orders because there's so fucking many of them. Millions and millions. George just showed the vinyl for people who are listening. And, so, Keith, and sarcasm. Yeah. Keith, you said your your dentist twisted the knob a little tighter for you. What was his is name Tim, again? Is his name Tim Watley? <laughs> Any Seinfeld fans know who Tim Watley is? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. No. When Brian Cranston played Tim Watley in Seinfeld, yeah, he got yeah. gassed, and Seinfeld thought he got groped when he was gassed. Oh. When he was talking about gas being a life-changing experience, I immediately had a flashback to being in a hotel room with Jay. Yeah. And that was all he said about that. I've I've blocked out that event now, Marcus. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Trauma. I changed the direction of some lives that day. Really made a difference. It just proved that I made the right decision bringing my own pillow. Yeah. So a Panda Kingdom makes me think of a Disney animated opera with a little masterpiece theater thrown in. 
Sure, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I used to watch Masterpiece Theater. Yeah. I, I always really liked the intro to that show. Yeah. With so the dude in the chair and everything. So every song title begins with thy. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's an inside joke with myself. The long, when you don't have any friends, you have inside jokes with yourself, right? So a long time ago, many years ago shit like 15 years ago dude i was making one of the arctic sleep records with Mm -hmm. with joel who is our engineer and producer and we were just i forget which song it was avenue of the giants i think it just has those just big majestic just quarter notes going on and uh he said something to the effect of like man this you know what this riff sounds like this sounds like kings marching down halls all your guys your riffs sound like kings marching down halls and that went on to wouldn't it be cool if there was a subgenre because we're always coming up with weird metal subgenres that don't exist uh king metal yeah sure why not it's just all these big majestic major chords and everything it sounds like kings marching down halls that's all literally the- what i wrote down as one of my comments was the pacing sounds like majestic power doom has the feeling of a stately procession rather than a fast paced power metal free for all. Then so I have succeeded in you my, have succeeded. my mission, which was to sell millions of these records, which I'm currently in the pro uh, very much at the, the beginning. Of course. I haven't <laughs> quite got to the millions yet. Right, we, right, will. Right. we will. We will. But the, uh, um, the thy part of the question. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, I got distracted and completely forgot what you asked me to begin with. And I interrupted so, you as well, but why do all the song titles begin with yeah, thy? It's, it's okay to interrupt me. A lot of things of substance to say to begin with. It's just part of that inside joke. I had one song where I was like, it was thy castle or whatever, I don't even remember, and... Then as I was writing the other song titles, I was just as a joke, beginning them all with thy. And everyone told me that was stupid. And I didn't listen to them. As you should. I was like, no, I don't listen to people. When they tell me stuff or give me advice, I'm like, I'm like, no. So I decided to name every song starting with the word thy. It's just a silly joke. And it's just adds to the King Metal aesthetic because you know all the all the words are like thy thou the thou hast this the royal pronouns thou art blah 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 yeah i don't know what the actual word for that ye old yeah words (laughs) a lot of old english (laughs) yeah yeah so it's just it's just a silly joke that makes me laugh and i thought it was funny hey Keith, nobody, you... nobody else does, though, but that's uh, okay. I liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad thou liked it. <laughs> thou thou, thou aren't welcome. <laughs> hey, Keith, are you a fan of Arion? Our... The music, not so much, but I respect the dude big time. Uh, I think he's very creative and musical genius. What he is, The music isn't really my thing, but massive respect for that guy. The reason I ask is because you have some, I don't want to say dueling 
vocals going on, but you have trading off vocals on some of the songs. Yeah. And I can't think of anyone else who does that besides him. And I only imagine that it must be very difficult to write for that because you're trying to have parts being played that kind of where emotions are playing off of each other. They're not just people singing parts. They're actually singing storyline when you're, when they're doing that. So this is actually a serious question about it. I have, and then we can go back to, King metal or royalty metal, whatever you want to call it. Did you have any trouble writing those parts? Did you know beforehand that you were going to write multiple vocal styles or vocal sections for different singers together in one song? Or did that kind of just develop as you were putting it all together? Yeah, it did develop as I was putting it together. I write mostly, believe it or not, I went my songwriting process for any album that I do begins with song titles. I don't know how weird that is, but... Well, I remember you saying that once before. To me, it's weird. So I start with the song title, and that gives me the aesthetic and vibe that I'm going for, and then I'll start cranking out the music for it, and then the vocal melodies, and then the lyrics last. And yeah, as I was you know, working on the first couple of songs, I was just getting bored with myself, and I thought it would be cool to invite uh, other singers to be on it. There was a lot of things that I wanted to do that I just wasn't capable of doing with my voice as well. Like having uh, Arnaud Menard on there who can sing like crazy fucking high octaves and, and yeah. uh, shit like that. It was easy to write the lyrics for this album though, because it, it's nonsense. If, it, <laughs> if what somebody said to me, I can't really follow the story of it and i was like good because it's it's not <laughs> supposed to it's supposed to be goofy and so my, you're the john anderson of king metal yeah yeah my my sense of humor is i, I just love nonsense uh-huh. i love confusing people and that makes me really happy and i like just <laughs> i like nonsense it's i have a weird this just weird fetish for confusing people so <laughs> i like to put out stuff that's just plain weird and but who, you had a number of other people on this album. Who else was on there? And how did you hook up with all these people? Yeah, so initially I put out just a message on my social media just explaining the project, being like, hey, if you know anybody who can sing in this style, hit me up, I'll pay you. And I, it was really important to me after a while to have it be as much of an international thing as possible. With the internet being what it is nowadays and everything it's very cool that you can collaborate musically with someone on the other side of the world who you've never even met before. Uh-huh. And I just think that's so rad. And I, I love uh, making those connections uh, far all the way on the other side of the world like that. So I, on purpose, uh, made sure people who were from different countries, different continents. And when I got responses to my social media post and everything from people from France and in Argentina and places like that, it was very exciting to me. I bet. Yeah, I pretty much had all of my vocal parts written and I sang all the parts and then I would send them a demo of me doing my shitty version of it. And then they would send me back their version, which was much, much better, and I just went ahead and mixed it into the song. What what common software were you using? Was everybody all like on Pro Tools or? 
I have no idea. It, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because they just send you back like just a plain old audio file. Okay. And, and that's all it is. Interesting. All right. So who are the other people? Yeah. So I have uh, uh, Carolina Padron, who's a singer from Ecuador, if I'm remembering correctly. Arnaud Menard from France. Incredible, amazing singer. He's the one who plays Coyotecon, does all those amazing high notes. He's the guy who, like, everybody who I played this album for is, damn, who is that singer? <laughs> I just I just think he's fucking fantastic. And, oh, ooh, shit. I should have wrote this shit down because now I'm blanking out. You could take a look on Bandcamp. George's got the album there. in front of him. Yeah. yeah. Moro. Oh, God, I feel so dumb. Even dumber than usual. Maro Elias from uh, Argentina. Uh-huh. Thank you. And uh, Tim Wells is the thy narrator. I thought that was uh, you. What? No, Tim Wells, he's from UK. I, I specifically wanted someone with a British accent to do it. That's funny. I, when you have a narrator, let's face it, they got to have a British accent. <laughs> and, and I wanted the real deal. So this guy, he's actually a professional voice actor. Oh, wow. And he's done like commercials for BMW and all these brands and everything. Like that's what he does for a living. That's his job, uh, which I think is, is really cool. And he knocked that shit out in less than a day. Like I sent him the script and I sent him a recording of me saying this stuff just to give him an idea of how the cadence and uh-huh. everything should be. And he sent me back all that shit like a few hours later. He just knocked it oh, right out. Damn. And I didn't, yeah, I didn't have to ask for him to redo anything or anything. It was incredible, man. That's yeah. a professional. But yeah. It, my, when I hear it, it reminds me of Balsa Goth. I'm familiar mm-hmm. with Balsa Goth and mm-hmm. Battle Metal. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to that, because there's a lot of like deep and majestic narration in the Balsa Goth music as well. Not a lot, but there's some anyway. The Yeah, the guy who did the, the And they're British, I think. So. Mm-hmm. He just knocked it out. But my favorite thing about the entire Panda Kingdom album is the choirs that we put together. I think, just in my humble opinion... They sound fucking amazing. They do. And it's not because of me, partly is because I mixed it. But so for the choir vocals, my friend, uh, you know, Nick Smolkowski, he played drums on a lot of the Arctic Sleep records, Uh right? Yeah. His wife is a real actual opera singer, like the the real deal. She went to school for that shit and everything. Mm And so I had her come over and just layer on just all of these vocals to put those choirs together. I was wondering how many layers there were. Like a gazillion. So, (laughs) yes, Sarah Smolkowski, fucking one of the best singers I've ever heard, like, in person that wasn't on a stage. Just amazing. You need to get her on an Arth album. Yeah. And uh, so I... I layered maybe 12 or 16 of myself for the male parts of the choirs. And then I had her double all of that stuff up and then some. So at the end of the day, those choirs, you're hearing like 32 separate vocal tracks all blended together with a lot of reverb to, and they're panned this way and that to give it the effect of sounding like a real actual choir. It's just me and her doing those choirs. Wow. (laughs) When I listen to that album now, I'm like, man, that's, that's, some of the parts where the those big choirs kick in just sound really cool to me. And she was just such a mind-blowingly good 
singer, like just hearing that stuff in person, somebody sing like that, like a real opera singer was just mind blowing. My wife was walking around upstairs. She like got home from work and came in and she said she came in and heard this amazing singing come coming from the basement. And she was just blown away. You could probably hear that shit on the street. It's it's loud, (laughs) but yeah, I think the vocals that Sarah did on this album are my favorite part of the whole thing. And every time they come on, it just gives me chills. Yeah. That was an amazing job of putting it all together. Is it the most intricate album you've ever worked on? It is. Yeah. It, uh, I worked on it for about three years from writing to releasing and normally a complicated album, like an Arctic sleep full length or something. I'll spend Mm -hmm. about one or two years on it, but this one, there's a lot of bumps in the road, a lot of hiccups, and a lot of the reason it sounds is it's, it was a big learning journey for me as well, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to become good at mixing and recording, doing all my own shit. And when I listen to my old recordings now, I'm like, wow, this sucks. This sounds like <laughs> crap. <laughs> But with this one, I worked the mastering engineer that I worked with, Mayor Applebaum. If you look up his credits, he's probably mastered a good amount of the heavy metal records that are in your collection right now. Like everything from Sabaton to this and that, just like all these bands that are way, way more huge and important than me. Uh, so he's, he's like a big leagues mastering guy. And I specifically went to him because when I was trying to figure out who I wanted to master this record, I wanted somebody who would be honest with me and kick my ass a little bit. And I had heard that he has no qualms about, you know, if a mixer sends him something that, you know, he'll send it back to them and be like, change this. And I was like, yeah, this is the guy I want crack, <laughs> right. cracking the whip on me. And, and did of, he? Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Normally when I send an album to a mastering person, you know, for those of you who are listening, who might not be familiar, you get done mixing the record, you send it off to the mastering guy who applies the compression and the EQ and makes it sound loud, but not too loud and just gets it ready for getting put onto vinyl and or getting played on the radio or whatever. Yeah. And typically you'll send a mastering engineer your shit. And then two days later, they'll send it back to you and be like, here you go. And that's the end of the story. Even working with a lot of the the bigger mastering guys, that's how it works. But this dude doesn't really operate like that. I was almost feeling like I was being punked for a while because he would (laughs) like this dude wouldn't return. He's one of those people where if you send him an email, then instead of returning the email, he'll call you. How like, dare he? Yeah, or like you'll text him and then he calls you, which to me is a, a little bit weird nowadays. I'm like, dude, just return my emails. But it, no, he'll call you and talk your ear off and shit. And I thought that <laughs> I thought it was fantastic um, because he really seemed like he cared. And I almost couldn't even believe that he cared as much as he did as for a while i was like man what's this guy's angle (laughs) he keeps like sending this shit back to me it doesn't sound that bad i don't think but he would give me like these weird vague 
he wouldn't tell me like exactly what to fix, but he would give me these kind of weird, vague things. It was like some, he was on some Mr. Miyagi shit or something. <laughs> he was giving like me riddles to solve. So a total of 13 recalls wow. I did on my mixes that I sent to this guy. And I learned so much from working uh, with this dude because he just whooped my ass so hard and his standards were so fucking high uh -huh. and he just wouldn't settle for anything less than like the absolute best that I could do. So just in that three months of me sending him mixes and him saying they weren't good enough, it forced me to just learn and grow and get way better at the production wow. aspect of things. And yeah, every, every time I'd get a phone, my phone would light up and say mayo or apple bomb on it. I'd be like, Oh fuck. What did I do but, now? <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he'd get on there and, and be like, kid, this sounds really good. But, and then I was like, Oh fuck. I just, I was, at that point I was just like, Oh God, I just want this album to be done. This is going to be the death of me. It was just like a very long and drawn out and painful process, which is, what learning should be yeah. so i i owe that guy a lot i can't believe i've never had a mastering engineer of all people be just so invested and at the end of the day i really do think that he cared about me and cared about my project and also of course cared about his name because his name's going to be attached to it he doesn't want to put out something that sounds like that. below his standards but i just read his list of credits yeah. It's fucking huge. It's yeah, impressive. Dude. Huge. So, he, Go ahead, George. Sorry. I was just going to say, so are you going to go back to him again? Or only, do you not want to suffer through that? Only with a project that is very important to me. Okay. So probably when I do the next Unearthed Elf record, only for something like that, where it's that deeply important to me, uh -huh. will I suffer through this madness again. <laughs> and I say that in a very loving way because... <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The guy is really good at what he does and he takes his work very seriously and he's one of the best in the business and just a great dude and awesome work ethic. And I'm really grateful for how he really put me through the ringer with that shit because it, it really helped mm -hmm. me get better at what I do. And I definitely feel like I leveled up after all that experience and you know, the, Growing in that way it should be painful. If it, if you're not suffering for your art, then what the fuck are you doing? You, mm -hmm. you, well, you better suffer for it. You mentioned Unearthed Elf, which I, I love that, that first record. So I know that you're starting to work on it and that you said so, it was going to be a lot more serious. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what you're doing with that? Yeah, so I'm just in the beginning writing processes for that. I've got about three or four songs worth of music that are just in the embryonic stages for the next Unearth Elf album. I have a, a vision for it. I have an idea even of how I want the cover artwork to look and the packaging and how I want the vibe to be. The original Unearth Elf album was... It was a serious metal record. It had some deep emotional moments in it, but it also had a little bit of element of silly humor into mm -hmm. it. How seriously can you take a song title like uh, Volcanic Gauntlets of Doom or whatever the fuck it was called? I don't even remember. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the new one I'm going to bring 
some of the Arctic sleep style mm-hmm. emotion and the songwriting into it. And I'm just going to just gently bring a little bit of that project into the new Unearth Elf record. I'm going to use it to tackle some of my own inner demons and, and things that I deal with. It's going to be a, a painful and therapeutic record for me to make. Arctic Elf. Yeah. Nice. It's going to hurt. It's uh, going to hurt me, but I'm going to do it. It's well, interesting too, because that, that record means a little bit more to me because it was the, f- when you were on talking about it is the first Metalheads podcast I listened to, I think. Yeah. And that's when I found the Metalheads and Unearthed Elf at the same time. Oh, yeah. wow. And you. Damn. Yeah, we go way back, Keith. Yeah, yeah. George, I think that was on your in my uh, top twenty-five, wasn't it? Oh, sure. Fucking, I think it was. It was almost ten years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember. I think when two thousand sixteen. No, when I first started talking to Keith was like Arbors. Yeah, yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so nine years ago. That's right. Yeah, I think I was yeah. scouring the internet, you know, for like being like, who do I send my album to? And I came across uh, your stuff and yeah. it seemed like you really cared about what you do. So I think I hit you up in the email and yeah. the rest is history. Here we are. Yeah. Look at how far we've come. I know. you selling millions of alive. records. Mm-hmm. Uh, millions. <laughs> yes. Millions. And we, we were just featured on NPR as the biggest podcast in the world. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith and I were featured on uh, NPR once. Yeah, that's true. What's <laughs> good, you guys? <laughs> yeah. All joking the, uh, aside, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was for the the, the Arctic Sleep soundtrack for By the Horns. Yep. I have one uh, last comment about Panda Kingdom, and oh I noted God, I'm sick of talking about it. Yeah, I noted that. It's like, when is this going to end? Jesus. Fire. During. <laughs> During the track, Thy Feast, a number of foods were mentioned. Yeah. And I was surprised that toast was not among the delicacies, given your love of toast. However, I was then corrected as I flipped through the the booklet, and the last page not only mentions thy bread, but much <laughs> like a, a voracious comic, has a recipe for thy bread and thy beer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you managed to fit some some bread in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that is a great bread recipe. You have to special order that particular type of flour. It's vital. It's an Irish coarse grind flour. Uh-huh. I just made a loaf this morning, as a matter of fact. Yeah, my, my, my wife of, saw that and was like, I'm making that. So Oh yeah, you definitely should. It's like it's really easy. You don't need to know a lot about bread making to make it. It's more like making a pancake batter. Nice. Oh, great. And the, the beer, which is that Imperial Stout in there, I actually made a couple years back, and that came out very well, very nicely. It came out very well. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's not properties of the English language. What the fuck? Yeah, you don't come like on, things come on, to make Keith. sense. Come on. Jeez. All right. But yeah, you got a bread recipe in there. You got a beer recipe in there. Mm-hmm. Give them a try. They're both really great. Excellent. And wonderful and good. All right. You will enjoy them. You and I were also talking a little bit on Facebook about other things that you could be doing musically. And I said that I wanted to hear you do a Delta Blues album with your deep voice. Yeah, yeah. And I really want to hear that. And that moved reminded me of another album that i liked a lot last year and i was curious if you've heard it um 
it's not Delta Blues, but it's more, I don't know, what is it? It's like dark. It, anyway, it, it, the album is called Jack Chrome and the Darkness Waltz, and it's by Russell Morris and Rick Springfield. Far out. And, okay. and you're thinking like, what, Jesse's Girl? Yeah, this is not that. You should listen to this album. It's dark as fuck, and it's like ZZ Top meets like the Day of the Dead kind of music. Okay. It's fucking okay. cool as shit. Good, because Jesse's Girl is that song. It's gross. The lyrics are, it's just, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? I know. <laughs> Jesse's girl. He's, yeah, he's yeah. breaking the bro code. First yeah. Totally. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Fuck, fuck Rick Springfield for going after Jesse's girl. Like I that. know. Who does he think he is? That's terrible. And then making a song about it, going public with it. It's like now everybody knows. <laughs> Look, I'm a douche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm a douche is what it should be called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. But seriously, though, no, I, I have a massively wide array of music that I enjoy. I love Delta Blues. I love bluegrass. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm really into Book of White and Robert Johnson and stuff yeah. like that. Excellent. I hope you do something like that. And I thought I'd also challenge you and say that you, you ought to do a K-pop album. Maybe a little baby metal thrown in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Th- there might be a couple things holding me back from being able to pull that off properly. <laughs> uh, the most obvious of which is not being Korean. Well, that's um, the challenge is you have to take yeah, the yeah. lyrics and put them into Google translate. Uh, I was thinking you don't have the high pitch voice. Well, pitch yeah, shift that shit, yeah. man. I do. I do enjoy. I do enjoy K-pop though. I love particularly like watching K-pop videos late at night. It's just, total sensory overload i think i think that's a a really enjoyable genre of music and i would like to visit that country someday it's on my bucket list yeah for sure so my question real quick is there any plans for a panda kingdom crawl crossover at some point i think that would be logistically difficult to accomplish and it would make such little sense that I believe it would cause the universe as we know it to implode. So you don't have any dental appointment schedule is what you're saying. I don't know. Like what if you like dropped a tab <laughs> of acid before, <laughs> before the nitrous? Yeah, exactly. A little, what's that? The nitrous that they put in the cars to make them go faster. A little bit of, a little extra. Now you're thinking <laughs> that might be a little bit too intense for me. It uh, sounds, you guys probably don't know this. Uh, um, a uh, big porcupine tree fan, but before they became uh, popular and they, Steve Wilson wrote a song called Voyage 34, which is about somebody taking acid their first trip ever. And there's all these samples that go with this kind of psychedelic music. And George, you made me think of that when you said drop acid and yeah. see where it goes from there. I was like, oh shit, that's Voyage 34. Cause apparently on the 34th time this person took acid, they got fucked up. Ah. Uh-huh. You know anything about acid? Only the 34th time? Some people can take acid 100 times, never have a bad experience. Some people take it once and they're they're done. It it was two for me. The the second one, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I've heard people say, like, yep, not venturing back there again. (laughs) No, not even going there. So, my final question is this. Now, I don't know if you keep up with current events and gossip. I try not to. But yeah. were you Good aware man. that Butch Marino, lead singer of the band Fight School, recently called you out online and then and he said that you do not stack the racks, that you in fact give up like a wuss? 
And in fact, he well, is challenging you to an ultimate fighting competition similar to the Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg thing. So my yeah. question to you is, would you accept that challenge? And I want to note that all proceeds would, of course, go to increasing the number of weights available to stack. Um, uh, so Butch Marino is a crazy motherfucker. I've worked with him a few times. I've released his band's music on my record label, dripfeedrecords.com. Check it out. And yeah, very strange character. The whole band is is very weird. I don't exactly know where they're coming from. I can tell you that I'm. I practice nonviolence. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't fight. I don't uh, believe in that violence or war or so, is the solution to anything. Would you just stand there and let him throw a chair at you for charity? A charity. I would run away. I would run away. <laughs> He's smaller than me, but crazier than me. Yeah, and. For that reason alone, I fear him a little bit. Good vocalist. The Fight School, his band, is currently on hiatus during the during the COVID pandemic and everything. They're, they were upset because, because of COVID and social distancing, there was no more fights. No more weights. <laughs> yeah. Their, their bass player, Connor, he tried to fight a statue. He broke his hand, and it has been a long time just healing all those shattered digits. Yeah, you gotta admit though that the butch is a handsome man. Yeah, good looking fellow. Yeah, I'd fuck him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're complete for the night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, in talking to them, I mean, Keith, have you heard wind of any follow-up to the the EP? So have have you seen uh, their version of the Yub Nub, the Ewok song from Star Wars? No. Okay, so it's on YouTube. Uh, if you go on YouTube and just search Fight School Yub Nub, Y-U-B space N-U-B, uh, they... During uh, once Connor's hand got healed up and he was able to play two notes, uh, <laughs> they went ahead and did a hardcore beatdown version of Yub Nub, which for those of you who aren't familiar with Return of the Jedi, there's this movie called Return of the Jedi. There's these little furry creatures called Ewoks. And at the end, they have a celebration and they sing a song called Yub Nub. And it's a great song. It's very catchy. And I think it lends itself very well to having a hardcore cover of it. So I encourage you to check that out. It's real. It's on YouTube and it actually exists. It just does. like the Panda Kingdom does. Everything <laughs> is real. It's so real. Except crawl. Yeah. Yeah. It just freaks me out. I lay in bed at night thinking these thoughts about how everything exists. And everything's real, and it, it can be overwhelming at times, and that's why I drink. Yup, no. Well, it's not playing through my, uh... Oh, wow. Yeah, nothing wrong with making it unreal. All right, oh, I then. I get that song out of my head. It's just yep, two no. lyrics. <laughs> it's funny, because yeah, I, have yeah. a, uh, I have a Star Wars calendar in my office, and this month's calendar drawing, it, it's... Uh, was it like Darth Vader and Son? I think it is. And it's like the various Star Wars characters in the Ewok village. And Princess Leia is saying, surrounded by Ewoks, looking down on Luke and Vader and everybody. And she's like, what's the password? And Luke is like, 
Yubnub? <laughs> <laughs> My beer that I just opened very much ties into all of this so far. Okay. Spooky. All right. If there are no further questions, we can go into T-shirt and beer check. Mm, Keith, what are you drinking? Oh, oh, thank you for asking. That's very kind of you. I ask everybody. Oh, then. I don't feel so special now. You're not fucking special at all, dude. I don't know why you would even get that impression. (laughs) I don't want to be. I really, I I love anonymity and not having anybody know who I am or where I am or anything. Yeah. It's great. But since you asked very politely, which I appreciate, that's really nice. I do try to be polite. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I think you have good manners and uh, (laughs) tonight. Yeah. I, I enjoy being around you, but, um, yeah, to answer your question, which you asked very nicely, and I appreciate that. So I'm drinking tonight the Oktoberfest beers from Germany just started rolling in. It's nice. not Oktoberfest quite yet. That happens in September. But I love German Oktoberfest beers, and the best one, in my humble opinion, is Eyinger. Mm, nice. Tasty. So the Eyinger Oktoberfest, if you pour two bottles of it, it fills up one of these, which is a big 32-ounce <laughs> glass here. And I think that's your second one so gone. far? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'll usually put away like three or four of them. And it's a very malty, biscuity tasting beer, and it's a little early for the fall season, but it's a good fall season beer. Yeah. Yeah, for the t-shirt, what do we got on here? Let's check it out. Hold on, I got to look at myself. Yeah, the Hemorrhage is one of my favorite grindcore bands. I really love them. They're from Spain, and they, to me, sound like if Old Carcass never stopped sounding like Old Carcass, <laughs> what they would sound like today. I think they do that whole thing really well. Great yeah. band, good aesthetic, and I really enjoy their music and their great logo and their artwork which i forget i think their guitar player like does the drawings and everything yeah cool uh, really neat yeah i like them all right marcus on tie in first i'll say i'd finished a mead from Brimminghorn called ginger saurus which is a honey apple pear lemon wine with ginger aged in six months in oak barrels so it's from the club Nice. Finished that a little bit ago. And then I opened this, and this is what ties in because we're talking about Star Wars and also because Keith has an album featuring anthropomorphic characters, <laughs> and it is called This is the Way, <laughs> and it looks like it's got some kind of otter creature on it. Looks like you could be in the Panda Kingdom. I mean, it's got totally. Cute. That's like so the space version. Uh, Prairie Artisan Ales, which I quite enjoy their beers. Mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, it's a barrel-aged imperial stout with dark chocolate, creme-filled, what does that say, cookies? Toasted coconut, toasted marshmallow flavor, and toasted almonds. Which sounds really sweet, but it's actually very well balanced. Yes, and then for my shirt, I am wearing a... Uh, Sarcoptes baseball tee. I'll, I'll show it to you. Nice. Very cool artwork. Yeah. And I love the Sarcoptes album, Prayers to Oblivion. It was my number two record at mid year. Just really ambitious black metal with giant thrashy riffs and haunting orchestral key parts to it, too. 
Was that our hotel room soundtrack song? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You and me, John. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yes. yep. Yes. Post, mm-hmm. post tacos. <laughs> Love it. I can't get enough of that record. So I, I can't get enough tacos. Uh, I had tacos tonight. No, I said post tacos. Oh yeah. yeah. That taco to, place was awesome. Went, we found a taco place and then we went and drank beers and listened to music. Mm-hmm. And I wanna, it was, I want to know what Jay is eating right now. What is, what is that? What do you got? Burrito. Really? Okay. It's a vegetarian chicken sandwich. Oh, okay. How is it? I went to uh, made from real vegetarian chicken. I got, I came running in right before we started, and this is me eating something quick. But did you make it or? Yeah, I ran out and threw it. It's just like a chicken patty. Like, okay, cool. All right. Sorry to interrupt. I'm a big food guy, so I had to ask. (laughs) I was just talking to Heath about that. I was texting him because he's like, "I make the best burgers in the world, and I also make the best pizza." You got to come out and see me. I was like, "I "I do." I don't know if I hyped it up that much. He did. That's what he Keith Tavern or whatever you call it. (laughs) Now I have to live up to this. So we're trying to make a day where I can come visit him because I'm not that far from him. Really, they're well, just okay. You travel a, a lot for your job, right? Are you ever out in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area? Because if you are, I am. we need yeah. to hook up. Yeah, I'm actually doing a road trip soon where I'm uh, going to West Virginia on purpose. What? Uh, yeah. I, already, yeah. I lost all our listeners yeah. from there by now. I grew to, to like it. I met a cat there that I made friends with. This is going to oh, sound yeah. weird, but I'm going back to West Virginia to introduce my wife to a cat i made friends with when i was there where in west virginia fuck what was the name of the place harper's ferry oh dude that's that's a half hour from here yeah Yeah, it's a half hour from here you come to harper's ferry you need to let me know minutes for me we will have beer i will give you covid yeah, I'm going there. And <laughs> Keith, don't go to George's house. Come to mine. I'm going to go. COVID right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry COVID. to interrupt. I got to tell you this. I'm going from there. I'm going to New Jersey where I'm going to meet up with Craig Cirinelli, who does all my graphic design and has also collaborated with me on a bunch of stuff. Great singer. And then from there, I'm going up to Vermont to Ooh. meet up with uh, Jennifer Weiler, who did the cover art for our oh, for yeah. Arctic, Arctic Sleep. Yeah. yeah, that'll be, I think, our second or third time. I'm meeting up. So I'm going on like a little friend tour there. When are you going? So you've got to fit the boys in then. Yeah. Come to New Jersey and meet up with me. No, seriously. When are you going to be in Harper's Ferry? We'll get fucked up. Early October, I want to say. I forget the exact dates. Hopefully none of us have COVID, right? Including myself. Is that I'm traveling a lot too. Is that nearby you? It's a half hour from my house. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. It's only like 40 minutes from me. No shit. Okay. Yeah. We'll make a, we'll make a, maybe a day to, yeah. to meet up and uh, grab a, a, there's breweries a, around there, a beverage, a burger and a beer. Or whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. I had no idea you were so close to there. Yeah. Sorry to derail the whole conversation. What this thing? It's always derailed. <laughs> you, you <understand laughs> we're rarely the on the tracks. Uh, yeah, see, on the tracks is a good day. I, I, I can't remember if I interrupted anybody or not. Nah. We talked for an hour about gardening on the last episode. <laughs> it was 50 minutes, all right? Kill the Beatles and aphids. We all learned valuable information. It's true. We, and so I'll, let you, I'll let you know the dates. We'll see if we can set something up. That'd Perfect. Be cool. Yeah, we'll get Will in there, too. Hell yeah. All right, Matt. T-shirt? Yeah. Cal decapitation, one I've had since whatever tour that was, an oldie bit of goodie. And then I am drinking, it is The Demon Boy from <laughs> Anchorage. 
really always love their beer and love their artwork. That artwork can't go wrong with our Anchorage. So good, is awesome. Yeah, one of the people they use is Big Dumb Face. I don't think this is one of theirs. What is the name of that brewery? Anchorage. Anchorage. Uh, They're in Alaska. Oh, Alaska. Yep. I didn't know there was anything other than Alaskan. They're uh, yeah, exactly. They're really good. All their beers are delicious. Yeah. Oh shit. Are they Mm -hmm. difficult to find? Yes. Tavor. Yeah. If you do Tavor, yeah, you can get their stuff on Tavor. Did you know what that is, Keith? No, but I said, yeah, like I did. Right now. <laughs> it, it, it's an app. Basically, you sign up and you and they'll have beers on there that you can select. And then they put it in a cart and they save it for a month and then they ship you the beers that you it's want. A, yeah, it's an online beer vendor, basically. Yeah, it's like a beer club. But they have like certain beers in there, usually for a limited time because they'll sell yeah. out of them or whatever. So you have to jump on it. Yeah, you, you ever do that though, where like somebody says something you have no fucking clue what it is all the time, but but instead you respond like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. most every day. But most people reality, I don't like, I answer like, that way. Yeah, in reality, you're like, I have no fucking clue what that is, what you just said or anything. <laughs> yeah, all the time. All right, John. All right, so my shirt is not as morbid as the shirts I've seen so far, and I wore this. Keith, in honor of you, and maybe I wore it last time you were here. I can't remember, but I have my Devin Townsend "Cats in Space." Oh, that's nice from the Empath album. Anything with cats. As I get older, I just half of us are our cats fans on here. Actually, oh, more than that. I'm with you. On you Untap, know. John's been drinking like every single cat beer that's out there in the world. <laughs> so, quick sidebar: I had to quick. choose what to drink tonight. What's that, George? I said quick. Sorry, oh, no, really? well, yeah, because it, Marcus, I mentioned me drinking all these cat beers. And I said to Jen, I said, oh, I don't have any IPAs to drink because you want to drink all of them with me. I said, do you want to have that other Mr. Kitty 4.0? She just looked at me. Didn't even say anything. Just looked at me. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I got my answer right there. So anyway, <laughs> I'm drinking and Matt left, but uh, darkness. Uh, I- 2023 from Surly. Now, I don't have all this toasted stuff in mind, like Marcus on Imperial Stout. This is just barrel-aged Russian mm-hmm. Imperial Stout from Surly. Evil. Yeah. But I'm drinking in my Bruce Bochy cup that was made famous at the Less Decibel because I didn't want to bring a glass. So I brought my Bruce Bochy, who's now the manager of the Texas Rangers, not the Giants. Yeah, I'm still pissed, still angry. Still mad he's not there. It's okay, John. Texas is playing the Giants right now, so I'm being a little bitch about this. Stop so, being a little Bruce, bitch. Bruce and I are drinking together tonight. All right. Jay. All right, having finished my meal, this was my post-beach meal. We went to the beach today, and I wanted to get home so bad at 3, so I'd have an hour, but I got home at 3.58, which just to say starting at 4 o'clock my time, so whatever. So I'm eating my meal, and I'll be getting my blue bottle iced coffee in just a minute. And I'm wearing the Witchcraft Legend t-shirt. Nice. Legends can be now and forever. Right. You there you go. I don't think I have anything to add to that. Uh, let's pass it on to George. Hey, wait. Hold on, Jay. Quick question. Most important question. Which beach? North Beach and Point Reyes. I always go to Point Reyes, dude, because it's just oh, uh, it's such a great area. Such a fucking long drive, too, though. <laughs> I'm in Richmond, John, and so it really takes me about... I can do it in an hour and I was gonna say. Minutes. Yeah, okay. And it was gorgeous out there today. Was it nice? It was cool. one of those perfect days where the, you could see the fog off to the south. 
And he just laughed. Uh, it wasn't on our, it wasn't on the North Beach, and it was just gorgeous, dude. A beautiful day. Yeah. I haven't been so outside key. this month. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, I so, I, I also sort of like isolating or. Yeah. Know, I have yeah. to again. Yeah. yeah so can't. I'm riding the COVID train. Water for me. All right. I am wearing a new shirt, though, and since I couldn't do anything special drink-wise, I am wearing my extreme metal font shirt that says, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that says. Yeah. yeah. It, it was either that or the Ex Imperatus. I was supposed to say, it looks like the Ex Imperatus it thing because it's so long, but it actually says... We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> so that's that. All righty. Let's move on to the news. So not to make fun of Danzig, he just happens to be the, the dude in this story, but he postponed some shows due to tour bus shortage. I've never heard of this before. I've <laughs> never heard of anybody having a, problem getting a tour bus is Hold is this on. like a post-covid like everybody wants to get out on the road so there's no uh, tour buses I know the answer to this taylor swift is on tour oh right she and has them all playing in front of eight million people right now and she tipped her drivers 100k each that's why there's no tour buses because they're all driving for her right now mm-hmm. that's so wouldn't you reserve the tour bus ahead of time though you think tour yeah, managers getting his ass was- kicked right about now I'm going to see Danzig in Chicago on September 17th at Maybe. the Aragon Ballroom. Maybe. Maybe. As long as it doesn't affect that show, that's all I... Well, he's on tour. <laughs> of course, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Dude. But um, my, my he... My first uh, concert ever was at the Aragon. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't yeah. been there in a while. I haven't been uh, there in a while, but he, he's I've doing the tour... 1993. Yeah. Damn, that's a long ass time. But he's three, so it's, what, that's 30 years. Yep. He's playing that, that first Danzig album in its entirety. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, None so of that garbage stuff. Anything that's post cool. Danzig 4 is what I mean. Yeah. No, no. First album. So I'm really excited. I've never seen Danzig play ever. Got to get that in. Cool. Unfortunately, Will's not here for this next one, but... Cannibal Corpse released a video for their new song, Summoned for Sacrifice. And I thought this was interesting on several levels. First of all, I thought it was a great Cannibal Corpse song per usual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Summoned for Sacrifice, that's a lyrical shift for them. Because it's a little more on the satanic side of sacrificing somebody. You know, as opposed to usually it's just, hey, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to stab you with the knife and... Break up some glass. Yeah. They may have still butchered them after they summoned them. Oh, well, and then Did you guys watch the video. And the video, yeah, I, the video. Cool. I could not believe how violent this video was. It's, yeah. it's like it's, it's mostly the band playing, but it's an old bald dude in shackles getting hacked yeah. up by knives in a sacrifice. He grimaces a lot and won't die, even with all his guts spilling out. And then finally, the killers like cut out his tongue. They cut off, off his, his face, face and rip out his heart. And his eyeball. Don't forget, they pulled out his eyeball and popped it in their mouth. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. So it's Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like Cannibal Corpse, and it, you know, they, the they just cool. never, mm-hmm. their quality never really goes down, but it's Cannibal Corpse. 
I like I was just glad interpretation to- of it. Hey, I'm going to kill you. Remember <laughs> Mario, my brother Luigi's going to hold you down while I cut you up a little. Yeah, I'm going to see your rip organs. your face off and shove it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Look at your intestines on the floor. <laughs> Linguini with the blood the ink. It's a spicy meatball. I think listening to somebody read Cannibal Corpse lyrics in an Italian accent would be very satisfying. Huh. Right. Devoured by vermin. <laughs> I yeah, masticate so the bloody stump, eh? What do we do with the body? Oh, man, I don't know why we got Italian. <laughs> you really want pasta now? Oh, jeez. Well, I take just about hey, another ravioli right sounds good right now. Doesn't oh, man. it? You're killing oh, me. Man. Oh, man. I'll take two servings, please. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty hungry. I've been yeah. drinking a long-ass time today. Yeah. I don't know how You're I'm together. Good. You're doing good. I should be sleeping. I should tie myself to this chair. You should. You're you're or just lay great. down and just drag the boom stand with you. <laughs> just lay it on the All floor. All my beers have been over 10% too, and I've been drinking since 2.30. And, uh, Somebody's going to be on band camp tonight. <laughs> i got to tell you, you guys are a lot more boring when I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of home, when You remember when Homer Simpson quit drinking and then he was, he was watching a baseball game and it was like, this, I never realized how boring this game was. <laughs> exactly. And the ball boy is now walking over to get the bat and he's got the bat. It was so funny. Dude. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. We got a block party going on right now and apparently there's going to be, they're getting pizza from the place around the corner at nine. No, so we got to hurry up then. Uh, nah. He'll just run out and grab a piece He's and come back. <laughs> no, back I'm like, Tracy? <laughs> All right, so next up, Krieg is releasing their first new album in nine years. It's called Ruiner. And the first song, Solitarily a Future Renounced, is streaming now. I've never been a huge Krieg fan, although I think Neil Jameson's cool. He writes some stuff for Decibel. But I did like this song quite a bit, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this. It's good. It's pretty solid, pure black metal. So if you dig that, I think you'd probably like this. Yeah. I'm like you, George. I never really got into much of Creek stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. There's nothing real fancy about it. You know, it's just pretty old school black metal. It's just done well this time, I think. I've oh, only wow. heard one song. Sounds you know, good. But I'm like, show me more. And Decibel, as they should have, they put out a limited edition vinyl of the album and it sold out pretty quick. I think they only had 90 copies, but still, that's pretty fast for Decibel. I'm still I really waiting. want to ask them. Go ahead, George. I'm sorry. I'm still waiting for Decibel to come out with any kind of digital copy of the Venomous Concept album, mm. particularly in Flack. You can like, you just ask, just ask somebody there. They don't make it. it. They put out the vinyl record, and then it's like on Spotify, and that's it. And maybe it's on yeah, iTunes. But they must I don't have know. a Flack file of it somewhere. I don't know. I, 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 I asked James about it, and he didn't oh. really have an, an answer for me there. <laughs> Damn it, James. Yeah. Damn you, James. James. Anywho, sorry, John. I don't remember what I was going to say. All right, moving on. <laughs> Next up, Escuela Grind is working or going to be working on a new album this fall. This wouldn't be news had we not seen them at Decibel back in the <laughs> spring and been com- at and least I was com- I fell in love and completely got blown away. <laughs> Wait, in the same session, say that in the same sentence, but they were amazing. Yeah. They were amazing. They were, and uh, so I they can't were. wait to hear more. For me, it was one of my most sought after sets of that weekend because i had just watching so much footage and they definitely had been like a hot band at that point like a 
a lot of buzz, if you will. Uh, did it say who was producing? Because I feel like Kirk Blue yeah, it did produce. It's Baloo. Oh yeah. yeah, sweet. And he's done. He did well. He did Caven's Heavy Pendulum last year, but he's done High on Fire records, yeah. Russian Circle, their last Russian Circles. He did Converge. The talk records. Yeah, he did. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's a good producer. Probably for these days. And they had intimated they might be heading in a more death metal instead of grindcore direction because some of the new stuff they played at decibel was more death metal. And I think that would both are cool, but I would like to hear that. That would be preferable for me. Indeed. Indeed. And our last news item, John Bush has a new band featuring members of Exodus shadows fall and some, an ex machine head person. That's all I know. (laughs) I didn't read the article. But I, yeah, you know, just, just to be perfectly honest, and I'm not trying to pick on him, but they're all ex-members of those bands who you're like, who's that guy? So they were like somebody who was in the band for at some phase or another and not like a great, not a bad phase, but just anyway, yeah. like John Thompson from Exodus. And you're like, who the fuck's John Thompson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah was, I think it's Jack Gibson from Exodus, actually. Is it? The bassist, yeah. Phil Demmel is like one of the main guys. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. Phil, Phil's a big guy. Yeah, John yep. Bush was actually an armored saint, so I guess he's yep. got a little bit of cred. A little bit. Yeah, okay, fair enough. A little bit, yeah. Until well, he got in that anthrax, from, and then he sucked. The drummer, um, Jason... They Pickers were writing from, the music, not him, were they? Yeah, I'm sure. He's probably writing the lyrics. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the drummer, Jason Bittner, is from Overkill and, and Shadows Fall. Yeah, he's uh, a decent drummer. Yeah, they have 10 songs written, and Bush has done seven of them. They haven't named the band yet. They said it's going to sound heavier this is with a quote from demo heavier than the early van halen and the early pantera stuff upbeat head bobbing music well, that's an so, interesting description i thought he was gonna right. say heavier than machine head nope uh, yeah it was weird heavier should, than the early van halen uh, maybe there's some like some kind of behind the scenes joke about that you know he doesn't want a dig. weird thing to say right john he doesn't want to dig on yeah. machine head so i'll pick van halen right. heavier than Early Van Halen and early Pantera. Well, early I would hope so. Early Pantera, Pantera sounded sucks. like Van Halen. Yeah, I know. Right. So, <laughs> like, like the hair. Is it going to? Yeah. Is it going to be metal? I don't know. We'll it might see. be hair metal. Van well, Halen got a little heavy on those first four albums. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I but I love John Bush. That's when I saw this. I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to see what they're going to do. I'm curious. Just have no clue what it's going to sound like. But it sounds like they're almost done with it. So we probably will hear something relatively soon. I always liked him because I like Armored Saint, and I always thought he was great live with Armored Saint. So yeah. I'll check yeah, it out. I liked him in Anthrax too, and freaking Sound of White Noise. Love it. Uh, not so much. <laughs> and they, they, not so much. Heavier but, than Van Halen. Yeah. And less members than Mushroom Head. So it's <laughs> like random shit. <laughs> and no masks. Yeah, I think yeah, they said no it was masks. more epic than Panda Kingdom too. I don't know. If, That's oh. impossible. That's I'm talking shit now. Yeah. What dentist are they going to? Jesus. <laughs> we have giraffes in our band. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> Look for the neck. Yeah, exactly. That, that part will be played by Will. <laughs> we go the extra inch. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right, let's move on to new releases. First up is a band called Breaths, and the album is called 
Floruit? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let right. Mark Sun take it from here. It's album of the month. Floruit. Yep, that's right. Yeah, no, it's my album of the month. I think I talked about it last cast, too, actually. But album of the month, so that kind of tells you how I feel about it. It's doomgazy, black and post-metal that's heavy and staggeringly beautiful all the way through. And just one of the most emotional and and gorgeously crafted records I've heard this year. And it's been a pretty constant rotation for me. What I haven't told you guys is the main guy who does it, he plays all the instruments on it, is Jason Roberts. And apparently he's going to have a full band going forward. This is the last time he's going to do it himself. But he contacted me because I made it my album of the month. And I talked to him for a bit. And he was a super cool guy. He has his hands in quite a few projects. He has another band called Roseneath that this, it's a 90s rock style band in the vein of Hum, which of course I, that's right in my wheelhouse. He's done some ambient music and he told me he's going to do a full on doom record as well, which I think would be phenomenal just based on what I heard from breaths. So he said he would love to come on the cast as well. So cool. we have another potential guest in the works there. So yeah, I love this record. I don't know if anybody else has listened to it. I listened to it a little bit. Cool. Yeah. I liked what this? I heard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it heavier than Van Halen or <laughs> a little bit? Yes. It's got a little more atmosphere than Van Halen, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, and and yeah. Pantera. Yeah. It has a lot of heavy parts in it, but it, you know, it is, um, It's beautiful. It's got a lot of lush arrangements as well, too, but it does get vicious at times. And uh, almost every song has a heaviness to it, which I like. I'd Um, say it's long. Was that vicious or viscous? Vicious. Vicious. Okay. It's not as heavy as Mastodon. (laughs) Good job, John. Early or later Mastodon? I'd say early. My Biathan, probably. (laughs) There you go. I'm going to record a little snip. Helps, In fact, maybe I, helps a lot. maybe I can get Keith to do this. Keith, could you just say these words for me? <laughs> yeah, just inject it anywhere in the podcast. <laughs> what do you got? Mastodon's Leviathan will no longer be featured on this podcast. <laughs> just say those words for me, please. Okay. Here we go. Just give me a moment of silence to mm-hmm. for editing. Mastodon's Leviathan will no longer be featured on this podcast. Thank you. Perfect. And so I'm guessing I'm going to play that. You're going to just edit that in. That's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do that. That's yeah. Awesome. So, also so. like it in a stereotypical <laughs> offensive Italian. Ah, <laughs> Mastodon's oh. Leviathan. No more of players on this podcast. Yeah. It looks like you're going to have to sign a contract with a remission at some point. Uh, I'm gonna have if to there's going to be any whales on this podcast, else. they're going to be from <laughs> yeah. Gojira. Yeah. Exactly. My delivery was lazy, but if you needed a few other ways, I can give it a <laughs> That's go. pretty good, actually. It was perfect. Really perfect. Everything out of your mouth is gold. I can make it a little more. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, if you haven't listened to Breast, give it a listen, because I think it's just really great. And the more I listen to it, the more I love it. And obviously, it's already my album. Month. I think you would like it, actually, Keith, because it has elements of the like Arctic sleep yeah. elements, and I really like yeah. it. Uh, it hits little... me emotionally like I like Arctic sleep, and that's what I... Oh, I wow. Yep. Yep. Mastodon's Leviathan will no longer be featured on this podcast. Maybe something like that. Yeah, a little little perkier. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next new release is the new Mutoid Man album, Mutants. It's their fourth album, and they're a New York stoner sludge band. And I have to admit, up until this album, I wasn't really a fan. I mean, I, I thought they were all right. But whatever it was, I listened to this album and it clicked and it was my album of the month. Mm-hmm. And I 
like went back and I kept been kind of benching on the, all of their stuff. So yay, Mutoid Man. You were right, Jay. You were right. The yeah, drumming, I like it too. Um, the drumming is good. What's that? Uh, the drumming is good. Who plays drums on? For- I'll look it up because they are like all super solid musicians. And the bass player is the dude from High on Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I heard one of the songs off the album that you just mentioned on the radio recently here in Milwaukee. And uh, I remember thinking the drumming style sounded familiar, like I recognized mm-hmm. them from another band. Ben Collar with a K, K-O-L-L-E-R. Mm-hmm. He's in All Pigs Must Die. Okay. Converge, briefly. Okay. Oh, just briefly. Uh, Killer Be Killed. Oh, okay. And, oh, and that's something relatively new. That's the, with the Cavalera. Yep. Yeah. That's right. That's just the only that one album that came like last yeah. year or the year before. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It might have long, been longer than that. Yeah. I was doing COVID. Right. I, so I like the Metroid Man. I think it's the best one they've done in a couple of records. I, the first one was my favorite one. And then they did okay from there. And this is their back on track to me. And they are just such a gifted bunch of dudes. They're all each individually stand out as musicians and they're super fun oh yeah it's super fun it's bouncy it's fast paced with awesome breakdowns and it's got lyrics like i'm in love with my grave digger and oh shit what's this an alcohol apocalypse <laughs> the grave digger song was hilarious <laughs> it's so much fun and it's only like 38 minutes or something so it fucking goes by like that it's yeah good time good times indeed all right next up we have john's album of the month for july Rannock? Rannock. 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 That's how they said it on this Scottish travel YouTube channel I watch. So. Oh, it's got an OCH on the end. It's like one of those. Rannock. Okay. You, you had to go to a travel channel to find out about the metal band, John? I was looking to see how it was pronounced because I didn't want to, mm-hmm. because I knew oh, that it was gotcha. from Scotland and some woman had her own little travel like you Piss off channel. those Scots, man. Cool. Mm-hmm. We're going out to Rannick. And I was like, thank you. That's all I needed. <laughs> then I watched her show and it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. So this is their third album. Confl- conf- Conf- conflagrations. conflagrations. Yes. Conflagrations. <laughs> They're a UK prog death band. And uh, I did give this a bit of a listen as well. And I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. This album's awesome. I love uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. It was my album of the month before I heard breaths. I think yeah. it's an absolute standout progressive death metal album it's brutal it's varied it's got some lovely melodic sections and that fucking last track is this is fucking epic and it fucking stunner john and it captures epic. how skilled and how creative this band is and uh, definitely it's a contender for me i love it yeah as a matter of fact one of the band members and i had a few back and forth new music friday and i had made that comment about the song and I mm. said that it that song alone is going to keep them high on my year end list. And true to form, they're like, "There's a lot of good albums still coming out this year." And I'm like, "It's true, awesome, I love it." But not thinking about themselves and saying, "Oh, well, that's." He's just like, "No, there's other good albums coming out." So that was cool. I like it when we mention bands on New Music Friday on Facebook, and one band that's mentioned will say something cool about another band another that's band. mentioned. And it's, yeah, man, your album rules. Oh, yeah, so does yours. And yeah. it's like. That's cool. That's very cool. No, and I've been talking to a lot of people, usually on Instagram, actually, when we mention them, then they listen to the cast and they become fans of the cast, too. And then they. Yeah. Who wouldn't? We're the biggest cast in the world. 
millions yeah. of listeners. Yeah, the Panda Kingdom album, uh, it's going to sell another million copies just like as soon as this posts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, ca- I can't even get my mail without being hounded by people. I know. That's <laughs> no, just the end of my driveway. So. Terrible. Yeah. Wow, so that's how many album of the months in a row there? Three? Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't list Matt and Jay's because we already talked about Black Braid last episode mm-hmm. quite fine. a bit so it's all good man these are all good albums all yeah. good albums last new release is the new werewolves album my enemies look and sound like me this is their fourth album in the last four days i mean four yeah, years exactly. <laughs> they are prolific right now not as prolific as keith d not at all but yeah it's australian death metal and I may have mentioned this on a previous cast. I'm not sure. I listened to the promo and I was, eh, I don't know. But I listened to it again today and it's still, it, it, it rips. It does. It's a little different than their other albums. Yeah. They, it's pretty straight same up stuff. Death. But they did a few different things on this one, I thought. It's fair. Yeah. I, I agree with George. I, I think they're great at delivering blistering, nonstop, aggressive death. So if, if it's your first time spinning them, you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. But for me, after four full records, it's kind of the same. They have to do a little bit different, but it's the same. Yeah. It feels like to me, the band is trapped beneath a never ending full moon and mm-hmm. they're completely stuck in frenzied wolf mode. So to me, the title of the record should really be my other albums look and sound like me. Uh, So I'd love to see a bit more of a transformation next time. Add a little bit more. Like John said, they do put a little bit more into it. I'd like to see a little bit extra. You mean like a Cannibal Corpse record? (laughs) Or an an Overkill album. Cannibal Corpse doesn't make my list a lot just because they kind of sound the same every single time. Not that it's not good. Every single time. Exactly. (laughs) They don't make my list because of that. I'm... I don't want werewolves to fall into that because I feel like they're good musicians. They could do more, but we're getting the same thing. And it's like you said, George, like it's coming out every year. You're getting something. So I'd like to see them do something varied, a little bit more varied. Uh, Yeah. I didn't want to say anything to Keith while he was here, but his stuff is so samey. Every time he puts out an album, it sounds exactly (laughs) the same as the last one. (laughs) Every project. Broken record. This guy. It never. Yeah. He's a plain panda. <laughs> I think if you guys feel that way about werewolves, they should probably then maybe do a little two mold and just take a, a slight break. That's yeah. All. I hey, thought you mentioned that in the last cast, actually, George, you're like, they, maybe you should take a break and reassess what they're doing. Yeah. It right. would, it's make me excited again. Just take it, take a year off <laughs> and make me excited that there's a new one. <laughs> make me want your werewolf stuff. I get excited every time they announce one because I've liked all of them. But, but yeah, next time. I just want to say I want a t-shirt that says, make me want your werewolf stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, isn't that the name of the next Chopping Mall album? (laughs) I'm hoping the next Chopping Mall has like a Sasquatch involved somehow. I hope it has different cheese in it. Or maybe Mothman. I want some (laughs) cryptozoology type stuff in there. There's otters. Oh, wait, wait, you're working on another one already. Yeah, there's new Chopping Mall. It's in the works. Oh, and, and you, didn't you do a vinyl release of? It's gonna be a, a Kickstarter. That's okay. Happening. Has it started Cause, yet? Because I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know when it's out. A little back. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. I think All that's the only songs. grindcore album I own. Really? I'm not a fan. But I like I mean, that I'm album. Not either. Well, I like that album though. I do. Oh, oh! I thought you were talking about my record. 
No, I no. I was like, yeah, because it's Keith like D. Your How can you not like it? No. Yo, you have a uh, there's a you suffer like song on there, isn't there? Yeah, ruined food. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Can't get better than those song titles. No way, George. You remember when I sent you the video from when Opeth when Mike did you suffer three times in a row with yeah. three seconds long? <laughs> I love playing awesome. that for people that aren't metal. Just. <laughs> Fucking with them. Yeah, they actually played it three times, and somebody I think on Setlist FM put it on there three times on the Setlist, nice. which is fucking awesome. <laughs> I think Napalm Death I have done it more than once when I saw them before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they always do that. Do they always do that? Because uh, I when I saw them on the what was it? Oh, I can't remember what it was, but I saw them and they, and they said, "All right, you getting that one again?" You know what I mean? And it's just it's funny. Did I you miss like, it? Here it is again. I feel like Tom G does it every time. <clears throat> Like Triptychon or Celtic Frost, <laughs> anytime he does, I feel like he does that every show. You know, it's, a, it's such a short song that they may have played it, and you didn't even. You didn't even know. Yeah, they just it. slipped yeah. it into the middle of another oh. song and made it yeah. a medley. All right, <laughs> let's move on to what we are listening to. We're going to start with Keith. Really? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so uh, if, if I can mention two things. You can mention as I many mean, things as you would like. Oh, I don't want to bore you all to death, but I know this That's is what we heavy, do here. We bore I people to death. Heavy metal podcast and everything, but I haven't been listening to any heavy metal it's other okay. than the stuff that I make. But so I just want to show you this here. I've got this record set called the hawaii calls deluxe set mark son what you know about that what you know about hawaii man i lived so, there for two and a half years yeah, the is it all hawaiian music yo you bet your ass it nice is. so the people listening can't see this what i'm showing to you but mm. this is a four record set that i'm imagining came out in the 70s or the 60s i can't find a date on it wow it looks it's, old uh, it looks like a fucking book. Yeah. And I don't know if you can see this, but this record jacket, like a fucking burlap. Sack. Yeah. Like it's actual, like it's like cardboard with dude. It's wrapped in a burlap sack. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like just a cannibal corpse song. Sorry. Yeah. That's not just <laughs> a, uh, a burlap sack. That's, I love yeah, it. Yeah. That's not just like a print or anything. <laughs> Listen to that. You hear that ASMR shit? Yeah. That's me scratching this burlap sack jacketed record. And it's four albums of just beautiful, haunting Hawaiian music. And every weekend, I turn my living room into a tiki lounge and I put on the Hawaiian shit and I just let this lull me to sleep. This is an incredible record. Wow. The Hawaii calls deluxe set presented by Webley Edwards, whoever the fuck that is. Awesome. Um, I love Hawaiian music. Me too. Me too. I'm really it's into very tranquil and peaceful. Yeah, I'm really into that, that just whole tiki Hawaiian vibe and everything as well. Yeah. And, I like a good uh, tiki bar. I do miss that about Hawaii. So that's really great. Hawaiian music, head, huh. fucking bang your head to it, right? <laughs> right I found it on Discogs. Did you really? Yeah. It doesn't say when set. it came out. It? Oh, my God. If you can find it, and like, for purchase, get it. Because it's just, an, they don't make records like this anymore. This thing is, 
wrapped in a fucking burlap sack. Somebody made this. It's holy crap. Oh, wait, that's Yen. Yeah, it's four say, records. There's all this beautiful photography in here. There's like a book, like you can read about every album that you're listening to in there. Uh-huh. It's just incredible Hawaiian music. So yeah, you can get it for twenty bucks on yeah. vinyl on uh, Discogs. So in short, it's the most heavy, fucking brutal thing I've heard in my entire life, and my face melted to bits when I listened uh, to this record. Aside from that, I've been uh, spinning a lot of self-help tapes from the eighties. <laughs> so actual self-help tapes, self-help is something I need a lot of. And if nobody's helping you, you have to get self-help. Believe and, me, I know. Yeah. in the, in the eighties, there was all these cool self-help tapes. I grew up on a few of them that I've been listening. I've been spinning these self-help tapes at bang to him since I was a youngster. And one of my favorite self-help gurus is this dude named Barry Konikov. He had a series of self-help tapes in the like kind of mid to late eighties. And it's just really great. So he's got every topic you can imagine this Barry Konikov guy, everything from like self-confidence to helping with worry, anxiety onto branching out into every weird bit of psychology you can imagine. So I've been really enjoying the free from worry, um, which is a great self-help tape. Um, I trust and let go. I let go and trust. Fuck. I mixed that around. That's backwards. I let go and trust. I trust and let go. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I learned from that tape. And it's just great to go to sleep too. And man, it's the most brutal fucking heavy <laughs> thing I ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It makes it makes obituary sound like John Tesh, dude. <laughs> Check it out. Nice. Oh, there you go, everybody. Oh my God. That's right. pulling something out of Thank you. Thank wow. You. Good night. Thank you. Wow. Good night. Coming up next, the John Tesh of death metal. <laughs> John Tardy yeah. Tesh. Yeah, but that Tash. that was weird. But I'm uh, death metal on it. piano. There you go. Um, Thank you, sir. Yeah, and it, you're welcome. Thank all you. the Hawaii makes me just think about Maui and Lahaina because all the fires in the the death toll keeps going up, and I was I can't just there. That. Heartbreaking. It really is. I was just there a couple of months ago to visit. We didn't, that's not where we live. We live in Honolulu, but we also went to Maui and we went back. And Tracy knows some people there who that she's worked with. They're fine, but a that's lot of good. people aren't. Oh, a lot of people yeah. that jump in the ocean, dude. Freaking the yeah, where do you go? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it breaks my heart because Hawaii is like always now a part of me just because I was there for two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. All right, so it's me, right? Are yep. you done, Keith? You got more shit. Yeah, yeah. Now that we're over this huge fucking buzzkill, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so what am I listening to? Okay, the first thing I have on here is Celestial, Broken Vows, and The Unspoken Truth. And it just came out a couple of days ago. Most albums come out on Bandcamp Friday. I call it Bandcamp Friday because, man, it usually is. But uh, it came out a couple of days before that. But it's really excellent progressive death metal it's a debut album by a band from indonesia it also features some fantastic guest vocals on a few tracks from the dawn of Ouroboros singer 
Chelsea Murphy. She's been some other bands as well. I really like that one a lot. The Mosaic Window, Plight of Acceptance on Willowtip Records. Great records, really dynamic, atmospheric, black metal. Has a bit of progressive thrash, black and death elements thrown in there. It's really heavy, versatile. It's excellent guitar work and has a lot of turns in it. This really keeps it interesting all the way through, I think. So I found this one a little bit late, so it probably flies a little bit under the radar. Really like that one. Witching Vernal on the self-release. So Witching announced a new album called Incendium, and they debuted a pretty blistering new single for it. And that record's coming out October 27th from Translation Loss. But when I heard the news, I had to go back and spin the first album. And I love this band, but I owe my love for this band to Vinyl Altar in Philadelphia. I always stop at Vinyl Altar when I'm in Philly. And I think the last one, I don't think we all went to the last, last time. I don't think we all went, but I did because I stayed a little extra. So I went, I always stop there. And when I'm in there, I always ask them what local metal bands are around that I should be listening to. And that's how I first heard about Witching. And they played Vernal for me in the store. And I bought the CD because the vinyl was sold out. The band plays this kind of a thrashy black and death doom with growled vocals. But the singer also drops these really awesome goth vocals sometimes in, in, in the songs, which gives their music a bit of a different feel to it. And the first track from the new album, Incendium, is really good. I didn't know that they were going to be putting on an album. It's just another thing to add to the, the end of the year. We've got so many great albums coming. It's overwhelming. Um, and speaking of that, I've got a bunch of promos, and one of them I got was Tideless, Eye of Water. I sent it to everybody on Chaos Records. This album comes out September 15th. But like I said, we got the promo and the write-up they sent calls the album a rippling, incandescent landscape of majestic, triumphant, shoegazing grief of death, which is awesome. And I really like this record. I just spun it, I think maybe yesterday, a little bit today, before I went to the block party. And it's always fun to get a promo of an album you don't know anything about you don't know anything about the band and then it completely catches your ear and that's this album for me tideless eye of water and then the last thing i have on my list is a a band called holy fawn so apparently my listening habits this month are submerged in a deep shoegazy hole because i've mentioned a, a few other bands shoegaze is part of the music This band I found because there was a feature I came across online called 11 Great Shoegaze Bands for Metalheads. Mm. And I believe it was at Revolver, their website. So one of the bands they recommended was Holy Fawn. And I listened to two of their albums called Dimensional Bleed and Death Spells. And I love them. And their music kind of slips in between the cracks of post-metal, shoegaze, electronic, alt-metal, rock. Really great stuff. Never heard of them before. But I've always loved shoegaze, and I I really like it when it's combined with metal. Breaths is another one. They have the elements of that in, in that album. So I don't know what it is this month, but I've been digging the shoegazy metal. So there you go. All right. Matt. Nice. 
Okay, my first one, the album is Wordless, Worldless, and the band is The Sun's Journey Through the Night. I would describe this as black metal with some sludge and some atmosphere and a little bit of doom. Pretty solid. I also am a witching fan. Incendium, the track off of the album of the same name, Mark Sunny's Heaven is coming out. Strangely enough, though, I, this one I call more intense sludge metal with some fuzz. But yeah, they're definitely, uh, they always put something solid out. The Runeer from Craig is the album Solidarity, Future Announced. I'm really digging that. I, it's, I'm not a huge Creek person in terms of following them, but I will say that I'm familiar with things like The Black House. And I clearly, I like, I read Neil's column every month when Dust Bowl comes out. It's one of the, the things that, like, I'm always there to read it. So it's fun to hear some new stuff out of him. I also, I like Lars from NPR. He has a, I don't know if it's weekly or every other week. It's, and I don't know if he still calls it Vikings Choice, but he kicks out like a blog does. and he has a playlist with it. And I like it because there's a lot of weird, cool stuff on it, but there's also metal on it. And he has good taste across the board, but I really dug this track and I went to check out the band on Bandcamp and there my friend Marcuson's face is in there as having purchased the band is anti-God hand. Uh-huh. And, um, the track oh, they've been on my list life. before, actually. That's, I was going to say, I, I, after I read that, I was like, I, I love that talked about it. It is like, it's clearly to me, it's black metal, but there's definitely some hints of prog in there that make it stand mm-hmm. out so much. It is so good. Definitely check it out. It was super high on my list. Was it last year or the year before? Um, but Lars, I love. So Lars is the yeah, one who oh yeah. we talked about this earlier. Keith D, when he did yeah. the Arctic Sleep soundtrack, Lars is the end. one that talked about it on NPR. Oh, yeah. yeah and so he's friended me on there. And uh, yeah, he's oh, cool. Nice. He's a cool nice. guy. Yeah. And he contributed to the By the Horns Kickstarter as well. Really? So shout oh, wow. out to you, okay. Lars. You're awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He's, I've uh, following him for years. Uh, he's a good writer, but he also has mm-hmm. just good taste in music, not just metal. When he recommends something, I know it's definitely got to be worth it. He likes Arctic Sleep, so he's cool in my book. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) but I'm really happy you're getting into Anti-God Hand because I had it really high on my list when the last album came out and they dropped quite a few things, but there was only one that was like a full length and they've got the new album coming out and I'm really excited about it because there's just something about that band that I, it is black metal, but it it's different than anything I've heard I, before. I spent some time listening to the two tracks today to figure out like, what is that other piece of it? And all mm-hmm. I can really say to me right now is prog, which is probably a blanket term for what it is, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing the whole album when it comes out. Cool. My next one, the band is black sorcery. The album is called deciphering torment through Diction. Um, I would call it more stripped down traditional black metal that really, I don't know, hit me in a good spot next band is blood lightning the album is blood lightning it's not out yet but they have a track out called blankets it's basically straight up heavy metal with some stoner vibes as we've chatted a little bit in our chat a wayfarer dropped their new track false constellation from their upcoming album american gothic i really dig this track i wouldn't say it's my favorite wayfarer track but it's enough to keep me satisfied and super interested in the new album coming out and then I had two albums in my Bandcamp Wishlash. One was by a band called Yawning Man, and the other one was called Yawning, I would say Balk, B-A-L-C-H. But really what it is, is there's a band called Yawning Man, and they did an album with Bob Balk, B-A-L-C-H again. 
And it's basically spacey instrumental desert rock. Bob is from the band Fu Manchu, if anybody's heard of them. Yeah. Um, but it's just some good instrumental stuff to throw on if you want to chill out and focus on something. The other thing I'd say is last weekend was Vakin, and as I am the person on this podcast who's obsessed with that festival, uh, I spent the weekend listening to basically... I mean, they professionally film the whole thing, but they only release, you know, a percentage of those uh, sets to watch. But saw some good stuff from even, you know, Immolation, Dying Fetus, Aboth. So if you're bored, go check it out. I, I should have put that on the uh, news list because, oh, yeah, totally. the whole mud thing. That's crazy. Like they, they, they were telling people not to show up because there was yeah. so much mud. I'm like, it's Vakin. Of course you're yeah. in three feet of mud. Yeah. As bad as it was when we were there, how much worse does it have to be for you to tell people not to come? Well, like we were saying with Neutrino, is like the photos. The photos look like mud, but it didn't look apocalyptic. Like yeah. they weren't making it seem. Yeah. So. so I don't know what it was about, but it was interesting. It made Good CNN times. that that's, German that's music metal festival had to turn people away or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anywho, all right, easy, John. All right, I just got a few things here, uh, all recent stuff. So first one is a band called Urn, A Feast on Sorrow. They're a prog metal band out of England. It's their second album. I've been waiting for this to come out just because there's like a big wave on the cover. So I was like, hey, this is cool, I guess. I like waves. I grew up on the beach. But uh, it's a good album of prog metal that's got some post-metal, some post-hardcore into it. I like the riffs. It's got some catchy stuff on it. It's got a dark vibe. The subject matter is pretty dark, you know, about sorrow and loss. But it's it's a cool release. And uh, Angry Metal Guy only gave it a 3.0. It must be brilliant. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know why I'm pointing that out because I really don't read Angry Metal Guy. I only look for the album titles to see what comes out. Yeah. I love that record. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's ridiculous for that record. It's very good. Yeah. Somebody point, I guess they didn't like the production on it. And well, that's a good reason was, to not like it. The funny thing is, is it was done in the guy from Gojira's studio in Brooklyn. And he, I guess, was part of the production. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go with the guy from Gojira over the, the guy from Angry Metal Guy. Just me. Whatever. <laughs> we mentioned Rannick. I love that album. Still listen to it a lot. And since. You put it on the new releases, George. I figured I'd just add it to my what we're listening to since I'm still listening to it. Cool. A uh, band I just picked up on yesterday, actually. Never heard of them before. band called Flight Echoes of Journeys Past. It's a hard rock, proto-metal, prog rock, all mixed together. New wave of trad, whatever. band from Norway. It's their third album. Hmm. It's, a, it's really a solid mix of all those kind of subgenres of rock and metal. It's just, if you like that stuff, if you're into this new kind of retro trad, quote unquote X, whatever the subgenre is that's coming out, because there's a lot of like kind of 80s doom bands that are making their way now to some of these new, newer bands that are emulating some of that stuff. It's cool. It's got a 70s vibe to it. It's not ripping anyone off per se. It's paying homage to those those bands. So it's good. Listen to a lot of song drops for a lot of albums that are coming out in the next few weeks. I'll just name a few here. We might know some of these bands that are like some of them. Horrendous, Bluedos Nord, Godthrum, and a new song drop from Becker Quillish. Mm. I've been digging all that stuff right now. 
Isn't horrendous come out like next week? Next weekend is horrendous. <gasps> in the next two in the next two weekends is horrendous. Blue Salt, Blue Dust, Nord, and Godthrum. So I'm like, fuck. And then I've been listening to a ton of Fate's Warning recently. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially the post two thousand stuff. The main reason for me listening to it coming out is because you can see it over my the shoulder. That's Disconnected right. and Fate's Warning X or FWX were finally released on vinyl after. 20 plus years and i now have all the fates warning studio albums on vinyl so i was very right. happy to get those. congratulations john always nice to when you're a fan of a band and fates is one of my favorite bands whenever you're a fan you always like to get everything in any format that you collect them in this oh, the sure. book is so good right dude <laughs> so fuck and jeff wagner's he's only written three books he wrote uh, a book called Mean Deviation, which is a, about the history of prog metal. And I was just like, oh, man, I needed to get off the Cialis because I was <laughs> that excited. And then he wrote a book about typo negative. Ooh. And Ooh. then he wrote the Fate's Warning book. Yeah. And for people who don't know, it's called Destination Onward. It's, it's so the, the good. Fate Warning. Basically so tells their whole. The whole history. Everything. And get he it, had get it if you like Fate's Warning for sure full access to every member that's ever played for the band. He also used to, uh, did he write and was the editor of Metal Maniacs, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Used to read so, that back in the day. Mm-hmm. So he knows this shit. He's good. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right, Jay. I, I probably just need people to trust that I, the oh, totality of my walls are covered with heavy metal and that means it's always cycling around with me. Yeah, whenever we seem to get to what are we listening to, I tend to focus in on something very non-metal, and that's what's going on with me these days. But I'm, I can't. I'm stuck in David Bowie land right now, and I just can't get out of it. So, um, And it's just like really all I'm listening to. I've got... Stuck in the labyrinth, eh? Yeah, you know. And it, it, I, screwed, I screwed up because of these two documentaries I watched recently, and I've always been a Bowie fan, but this was one of the first things that really pushed me down into the complete deep dive where it's okay i guess i'm gonna have to buy every fucking thing yeah and why haven't you he's actually difficult for me to listen to in some weird sort of way i don't know if there's anybody else as ever as personal as he can be with his material and it's just fucked up but anyway so i'm stuck in david bowie land and you have like labyrinth (laughs) i do i love it yeah yeah yeah, no for sure i mean it but i went to the movies to see it when it came out I did a cover of Magic Dance. That's did you do Magic Dance? Yeah, yeah it's on YouTube if you want to check. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's I will. Yeah, it's under the name Keith D and the Imaginary Friends. <laughs> so, Jay, um, real, real quick, any particular albums of Santa? Is Bowie well, like Face Warning is a top 10 band for, artist for me? So what albums in particular are my favorite? Yeah. That, no, that you've been that you've been listening to the most recently. It's funny because what I'm getting into is some of this weird stuff that people turn their noses up at because I've done the hunky dory and the you know yeah, yeah, yeah. dogs yeah. and all that stuff, which all makes sense and you need to have it. But let's dance is a way better record than I gave it credit Agree for. Agree, one hundred percent. Not only that, but it's also more tongue and cheek artistic attempt mm-hmm. to be this pop star guy and stuff. So it's more like sticking my hands and stuff like that. And, you know, and heroes and just some of the ones I didn't always spend all that much. And probably the biggest surprise to me is let's dance because it's the plastic one, but it's not because it's him. And you don't realize that from a distance. And, and also black star, I'm listening to a whole lot. 
But, and then I also just cycle through everything else. Of the older stuff, I didn't used to live and listen to Aladdin Sane as much as I am listening to that now. I was just more, I, no, I don't know why, but it wasn't that it was a bad record. It was just, I was really stuck. In- I actually like that more than Ziggy Stardust because those are kind of companion albums. So I'll, I'll, I'll break off here now and just to stop talking about David Bowie, but I will say one thing, and it's that the Ziggy Stardust movie set, you know, documentary by D.A. Pennebaker, who did the Bob Dylan Don't Look Back thing. You remember where that's filmed, John? That's a Hammersmith, isn't it? Everything happens at Hammersmith. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite live things. Happen. That live show's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and that, and that, and that but, was his last show ever. Did you know that? From that tour, yeah. No, he announced he was retiring. Oh, he said that's it. Yeah, like yeah. so long. Psych. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty albums later. <laughs> but bless him, man. I mean, he's. he's but he basically the fired the band on stage, though. What's that? Oh no! I think some of them still play with him a little bit after that. No, it was he was retiring to Ziggy Stardust character, <laughs> right? But he was doing, yeah. I'm actually reading a book called Bowie: The, the Biography. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, and it said that the, the band didn't know that he was going to do this, and that yeah, they were like, it, uh... yeah. "What?" I don't think <laughs> yeah. he knew. I don't think he knew. To be honest, I, yeah, I agree. That show is raw. Yeah, it, it's. I don't. I think I like Santa Monica '72 better than that one. But, is it on uh, video or is it just a recording? It's audio. Okay, if you okay, need it, just let me know. I'll rip it for you. It's fucking box for it's so fucking good. But his version of White Light, White Heat from Velvet Underground off of Ziggy Stardust is just so good. It's so awesome. brutally raw. And there's just they're fucking up so much on the song. It's that makes it even better. <laughs> it's just it's wonderful. So the other thing too though is too, I would recommend anybody who wants to stick their hands in to check out in particular, the two documentaries I watched recently. One is Moon Age Daydream, which covers the totality of his career. And the other one is called The Last Five Years. Yeah, which is good. And which covers the last five years of his artistic output. And he's a fucking smart fucking guy, man. So, yeah, and an artist. So, that's it. Not to waste everybody's oh, time. Hold on one second, Jay. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on the new Dawkins song, since you're the biggest Dawkins fan? <laughs> First off, I only discovered that I like that. <laughs> you know what? That, I will say this. That, what's good about that band exists in those moments when him and George Lynch were young and doing things together. And, they, was, did, they, were and they hadn't killed each other for the 14th time that year. <laughs> yeah, so I'm never going to yeah. go to the wall for that band or anybody in it, but I will just say that I didn't understand the excitement that was on those. You know what they really are, John, those first four records? They're warranty records. <laughs> the, yeah, the only difference is I think Dave Manchetti is a much better singer, but that's just Oh, no, no, for sure. For sure, but the, the song structure is the same. And they, I didn't they're that. similar in their rise yeah. and their approach both those bands get lumped in with some of those hair bands and they were just good hard rock bands totally early and, I, on, early and on. I fell i fell for that and that's what was cool to find that wasn't the case but I no did. i could care less about the new ones <laughs> george lynch is an, a fabulous player i just think he's kind of a dude well i think all those guys are douches george lynch? Quite, yeah anybody he's named george really no i don't didn't. think i understood how good a guitar player he's, he's a great guitar player did he he's get, an eddie van halen size guitar player he's yes good. did he get he got just, I'm sorry not to deviate anymore, but didn't he get a tryout for Ozzy too? Yes. I yeah. feel like he was in that group. All right. Well, he was one of the, him, he was early. I sworn he was, but maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, I don't want to derail it any further. Yeah. I'll pass it on to you, George, but I, that's just, that's my obsession of the moment. And so that's where I'm at right now. All righty. Which send me the name of the book, George. I would be interested in reading that book. It's just 
It's called Bowie the Biography, and it is by Wendy Lay, L-E-I-G-H. Thanks. And you're enjoying it, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit on the saucier side of Bowie, which made me go, ooh. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of raunch in it. So... There was a lot of runs in him, so fair enough. Yeah, but considering what they say he was packing, it's no surprise. <laughs> Did you ever see the man who fell to earth? <laughs> yeah, John, if you could box it I will. I'll get it to you this weekend. Yeah. Anywho, enough about David Bowie. I'm going to talk about some other things that aren't metal. Perfect. I do have a few metal things in here, but because there is this other podcast that John and I do, there's a couple of things I had to uh, listen to for homework. First up is the Concrete Blonde album, Bloodletting. Their third album came out in 1990. Brilliant fucking album as far as I'm concerned. Not metal, but it's a punk, gothic, alternative Hollywood thing. And I fucking love that album so much. Then I have Peter Gabriel's third album, Melt, which uh, (laughs) keeps making faces. Huge Peter Gabriel fan. Yeah, I'm going to see him next month. Fuck, uh, awesome. And, uh, yeah. Wow. These are all on my playlist, too, by the way. I just didn't want, I didn't know we were saying Yeah, this. I didn't have much else to put on there when I started it. So I was like, oh, this is what I'm listening to. Melt is awesome. Yeah, it's got one of my favorite Peter Gabriel songs, Games Without Frontiers, on there. And then previously mentioned band, Fate's Warning, Theories of Flight. I, this is a TR pick for our next episode. I had not listened to this one before because I'm more of a John Arch fan. Don't tell TR this. Luckily, this probably won't post until then, but I actually really liked it. <laughs> but I am going to bust his balls hard. Before you go any further, this is my number one from 2016. Uh-huh. I went back and forth between this and the RNC Pazuzu album. And I remember, this is what I know, knew Jay really liked me a lot when I was mentioning Fate's Morning. He, he, interrupted me during my number one pick says look i don't care about fate's warning i want to say this and it was my number one pick and i was just like (laughs) and i just looked and everyone just laughed at me they're all gonna laugh at you and i never forgot it because it was just a beautiful moment i I look back on it fondly now he's like i don't give a shit about your number one pick i just have to say this real quick that's it brutal. Was just I don't perfect. even like that guy. I, that sounds like somebody I would not want to hang out with. And, and, I, <laughs> and I think I think two seconds later, I may have trashed Glory Hammer during that episode by accident, and I paid for it later on. And the whole clutch thing started during that episode, so it was an amazing, amazing afternoon for me. It really was. It nice. was beautiful. <laughs> All right. I won't. I won't say anything, George, but I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And uh, next up, I have a band called Homefront and their first album, Games of Power. They're a Canadian post-punk band. Justin turned me on to this one uh, and uh, I dug it. So I bought it and it's cool. (laughs) Now, moving on into the slightly more metal direction. I think I might be going into a stoner doom phase. Oh, Uh, because can, can I say though, George, that if there's something happening in that genre right now. Where there's a bunch of cool shit coming out, so mm-hmm. that's not like too weird that that's yeah. true. Yeah, like I've there's I've run into quite a few new stoner doing things that have got me excited about that genre this year more than I have been for a while. I think it's nice because it was kind of a shitty for me. It was was it for I like early stuff, but the 
few years were just boring. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but there's some cool stuff. Anyway, please continue. Yeah, it's sort of, I think it's kicked off with the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard thing. Yeah. Which isn't exactly stoner doom, but you know. It's like a little, it's but, a but, it, stoner doom but it pushed me in the right well, direction. Yeah. And I've been listening to Green Long. Uh, mm, the, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I, I picked up uh, their first album, Woodland Rights, second album, Black Harvest, and there's a new song uh, from their new album coming out in November. The album's called This Heathen Land, and I really dug that new song. I just sort of worked backward from that. Um, pretty cool stuff. Before you go on, check out this band called Restless Spirit. Sounds so familiar. their last album came out a couple of years ago, and it was really good, and they have a new album coming out this year, and it is Stoner Doom, I, if you're on that kick. Yeah. I, I really like I really dig that band. The last album, the new one sounds pretty good. The first song or two that I've heard from it. Cool. I'll look it up. So then there's a new Dope Lord song from their forthcoming album called Songs for Satan. If Will were here, he would put up a cheer. I know he likes them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought that was a really cool song as well. And just because of association, I ended up on Caius's Blues for the Red Sun as well. If you're looking to venture and you want a little more metallic stoner mm-hmm. metal, the first f- four albums, I think Spice is the singer. The Spiritual Beggar albums are yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, Ad Astra is just so fucking good. And Mantra, Mantra 3 is fucking great too. But cool. those are stoner metal, not stoner like doom rock. Yeah, I prefer the stuff that's more metal to the stuff that's more like, You'll like those, psychedelic so. fuzzy. Yeah, you know? these aren't as fuzzy. They're definitely rooted in the kind of 70s sound, mm-hmm. but they're, those albums are more metal. They got more 70s after that. Isn't those, one uh, of the, the Amat brothers in there? Yeah. Yeah. Michael, yeah. 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 And it's Pierre Weberg from Opeth. He left, obviously. Spice is the singer for those albums. Then he left. So To live on Dune? I don't know what he did. He had his own thing going on for a while and then, I just like his, he had a kind of a unique voice. It, some of those stoner bands, either they have gravelly voices or they have these really polished singers. And his was in between, which I was like. Yeah. All right. That's it for me. All right. So we're going to move on to Metal Thunderdome. And with no previous announcement, John is going to tell us what we are picking against. So this is what I would have gone with. I think this is uh, a fair one to go with early on. Let's just do it. Let's go back to 1994. Let's get cold. Let's put on our Snuggies. <laughs> I don't Let's think get... we have to go back to 1994 for that, John. But oh, okay. trust me. Okay. For this one, we will. And let's get the liquid Snuggies going, which ooh, we've all been doing. Oh, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get frozen. Let's go to Norway. Emperors in the Nightside Eclipse oh. versus Enslaves Frost. Oof. Go. Oh. You bitch. We haven't done a black metal one yet. We haven't gotten cold. Let's freeze, baby. Oh, man. I'm, <laughs> Night, I'm not going first. Nightside versus Frost. <laughs> now, first. most people would say Emperor right off the bat because that's like 
the out the black metal yeah. of that time. However, Frost is pretty good. I, I kind of wish I would have been able to listen to these, but mm, no, go. Let's make it. No, no, Keith go, he goes first. I gotta think. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy answer for me. I'm gonna oh go. I'm gonna go Emperor with that one. I love Enslaved. I've seen them a whole shitload of times live. Fucking amazing band. I like what they're doing now better. But in the, I'm not a huge black metal guy, but uh, Emperor is like the one black metal band that I fucking love. And I think they're amazing. And in the Nightside Eclipse is a fucking masterpiece. It can't be fucked with. That's like all it. there is to it. You do not fuck with Nightside. No, it's unfuckwithable. Uh, just, I don't know. It is just a genre defining masterpiece. And uh, yeah. even for people who aren't into the genre like me, uh, I just think that album kicks ass. Excellent. All right, Mark is on. Yeah, it's also an easy one for me because in 1994, when we did our top 50 at 50, uh, I selected this album as my best album of that year. And it's Emperor. And then I said Eclipse. That's one of the best black metal albums ever. And you know how much I love Enslaved. Yeah. Um, but I totally agree with Keith Dio 100% of this. Like, I like enslaved after i love enslaved later enslaved yeah they keep uh, getting more. better man not that i didn't like them at the beginning i've always liked them but they're like a fine wine man so yeah i think this is easy and um, i've already chosen it so uh thankfully because i i felt like i have to listen to these again but when i thought about it for a second more um i just love that in the night side eclipse album just it's absolutely phenomenal as far as black metal goes. It's uh, it's royalty. Yeah. All right, Matt. In the words of Tom, I might hate myself tomorrow morning, but I <laughs> am going to also go with Emperor because of a very similar, I mean, it, it's basically kind of that same thinking of, I probably didn't fall in love with them until Pose Frost. And honestly, Isan has one of the best black metal voices there is it sounds like he's choking on broken glass and i love it so i'm going with emperor all right john oh wait no john's last yeah john's last jay this is an easy one for me too even though it's funny because we all loved enslaved so much so i guess it's pretty obvious what i'm going to go with here but when i was first starting to get into and understand the norway stuff which was a couple years after it happened i'm sure dark zone had six records out before I really put my toes in it. And so I would go online and read and blah, 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 and say, what should I be getting? And I got all these different things. A lot of bands we don't talk about anymore, by the way, that were part of that whole movement. But everybody kept saying uh, in the Nightside Eclipse on all these lists I got, and I got it and I totally got it. Like it was one of the things that even opened the Norwegian thing up more for me at that time. And I just was like, okay, yeah, no, I totally understand what's going on here and blah, blah, blah. So that record was actually literally my entry into understanding what was happening in Norway at the time. So I have to go Nightside Eclipse. All right. So with all due respect to Frost, which we all had the good fortune of seeing played live from start to finish, which was, a that was phenomenal experience and to be afforded that experience and uh, how much we just like universally love enslaved on this podcast. So yeah. Yeah. 
but pretty i mean that that record is so epic the night's out of cliffs just so epic so you may not know this but i'm a bit of a production snob (laughs) (laughs) and so a little bit so when you first said this i was like oh yeah okay night's out uh-huh all right frost okay and i was i initially leaned frost because uh i just i liked that better however then i took into account the 20th anniversary remastered version of in the night mm. side eclipse and that just blew frost out of the water because they cleaned that up so well that it is just fucking brilliant yeah it was brilliant before but it's much more listenable now yeah, I'm gonna have to go, Emperor. Could be, might be a clean sweep. Maybe John's gonna go the other way. We'll see. Will just said, "Fuck both those bands." <laughs> Has Will even listened to Emperor before? I have no idea. That's a good question, actually. It's me. What's gonna happen? I'm gonna be the dissenting pick here, uh-huh. and I'm only doing it for one reason and one reason only. Nightside is a thousand times better live than it is on album because there's no symphonics on it. It's just straight black metal. And I love it. Emperor way more live than I do on album. That's legit. No, I'll buy that. They, when George, when you and and Matt, both you guys were there and you mentioned about watching that, I watched it live and I was like, Fuck, they are so good live. Yeah. And plus, I love Isan. I've seen Isan twice, on, or Isan, whatever, twice on his own. And he's so good live. And I'm like, man, I like you better live. Dude, their live album is actually my favorite. It's so That's fucking good. To. Yeah. Yes. So good. And so I have a jaded view on Emperor as much as I like him. I like them, which you don't usually say a lot of time about bands. It's very rare you could say, oh, I like them better live than I do on album. That's one of the bands for me. So I'm going with Enslaved. And plus, none of you guys picked Enslaved, so fuck that. I'm not going to let them get strung up and, <laughs> and left out there. Hey, I almost floor. went there. I'm not going to leave them out there without a snuggie. You can't, John, because it's your pick. You get, you got to give at least one shout-out to them. Jeez. And so I, <laughs> I, I would ask anyone who's listening to seriously go back and listen to both albums. Don't just assume because... Nightside is so much of an important record, not just to black metal, to metal in general. Give them both a listen. Don't just right away say, oh, this is way better. Give them a, be surprised. But we couldn't, John, because Not us. I said to our listeners. Oh, yeah. It's not us. Oh, we've all listened to these albums a thousand times. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we could do this pick easily. Yeah. 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 Now, with that said, Nightside is literally right underneath there's no space between it's like the stones you know at one of these like ancient sites where like how do they get them so damn close to each other <laughs> you can't slip a piece of paper between yeah it, it's that close so all right there you go we will post that online and let everybody else vote for it as well yeah night site's gonna crush it but whatever yeah yeah <laughs> all right we have one last order of business and that is the album of the episode what is your album of the episode, Keith? Anything mentioned by anybody? <laughs> so I knew it. Albums, my album of the episode is Webley Edwards presents the Hawaii Calls Deluxe Set. It's a burlap sack vinyl jacket containing four 
full albums of all your favorite Hawaiian hits. It's three all-time best-selling Hawaiian albums, 36 famous performances by Alfred Apaka and other favorite singers and instrumentals of the islands. Check it out. Get it at your local Rose Records or Sam Goody or Flipside. <laughs> Sam Goody. <laughs> and, Rainbow uh, Records. Yeah, please check it out. Great album. That's what she said. <laughs> Always. Um, that's a really that we've talked about here. I think I'm just going to go with Breaths because it was my album of the month. That's pretty recent and under the radar. I want people to listen to that one a little bit more because I really love it. I've listened to it a ton since it came out and um, just hits me in the feels for sure. And it's it, if it came out in vinyl, it would be a double vinyl, but it does not feel like that. It goes by pretty quick. And as an old fart, I like shorter albums usually like mutide man 38 minutes but a breath's fluoride is uh it's majestic so uh, i really like that record right. music to my ear is to hear people saying they like 40 minute albums yeah. <laughs> it, there's something about the magic of a 40 minute vinyl album I mean, if you can do a longer album, that's the thing. But that's what I like about Breaths. I think it's might be over an hour, I think. I don't feel it. And that's not usually the case. That's rare. Yeah, it's varied enough. I'm into it enough that I can listen to it all the way through. And it does not bother me the length at all. And I haven't. That's a great compliment (laughs) to a record these days, right? Soundbite. Yeah. (laughs) The length doesn't bother me at all. (laughs) Never does. (laughs) All right. I realize there's a smear campaign against me for something I have no control over (laughs) as a small child. But because the album Leviathan by Mastodon was mentioned, I would choose that. If I were to choose choose a different album that was mentioned on the episode, it would be the album Remission by the band (laughs) Mastodon. Thank you, John. Son of a bitch. Now we're going to have to pay Keith for another bumper. Yep. If I could, if I had to mention a third album not tied to a contract, it would be Profane Meltdowns by the band Fight School. <laughs> Man, I hope he fights Keith D. I really hope. I'm, I'm just so glad somebody gets it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right, John. I would love to do David Boy Santa Monica 72 for Jay, but I'm not going to. I'm going to do the album behind me, Disconnected from Fate's Warning. Mm. So happy to finally get it on vinyl. It's one of my favorite Fate's Warning albums. Just say that. All right. Jay. Um, you know what? I will do something for John. I'll say my album of the episode. It was Enslaved Frost. Even though you went the other way. (laughs) Seems like a conflict. (laughs) Not as good as the other album, but listen. All it has to compete with is the quality of this episode, and it's got the quality of, with all due respect to our wonderful, handsome guest. Yeah. Well, just to get it up there again. This way, Jay can say he liked both albums just for different reasons. A bit of a cheat, yeah. (laughs) All right. I was going to go with the Mutoid Man album. But since Keith opened the door to a non-metal 
album, I'm going to go with Concrete Blonde's Bloodletting. Nice. Nice choice. Great. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to get Keith's thoughts on that album. Yeah. I remember hearing that my sister had the tape and it's, yeah, good songwriting, really good production, good mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, solid band. Awesome. I love that six voice, man. Yeah, Jeanette. Really, like so that song, Joey, is such a heartbreaker, and it's it's that's a kind of a timeless song. Yeah, it it's like more than just a hit of that year. It's like one of those things that fits in with things that just live in a good way. And I don't hear it anymore. It doesn't come up on the radio or anything, but that's a really pretty song. Yeah. I really can't say anything about that album right now. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. He's contractually obligated to wait until Monday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a gag order until Monday it's, night. It's called the non disclosure agreement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. I don't have to pay Keith to tell me I can't listen to Concrete Blonde then either, or yeah. Peter Gabriel or Fate's Warning. So. <laughs> All righty. Well, here All we good. Here we are at the end. Will never showed up. He's probably going to show up 10 minutes after He's we're done and be like, Where are you guys? Where are you guys? Hey, he just messaged us. He said he's still casting. So I will uh, not take anymore or not. I'll take two seconds and not be on behalf of everybody, but just thanks Keith for your time. You're yes. always fun to listen to and yes. talk to and the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. If I can just be serious for a moment, uh, just for a moment, oh, uh, I really appreciate what you guys do, and I humbly thank you for giving me the time of day and giving a shit at all. It's really difficult nowadays to without saturated everything is to to get anyone to give a shit about what you're doing artistically so i really appreciate what you guys do and your commitment to the genres and real quick if you have a moment i would just like to give out some awards i have some awards to give is that okay yeah of course Uh, yeah okay so award for best sound goes to george george you sound fucking amazing we're both using the same microphone, but you sound way better than I do. So sometime huh. we're going to have to talk shop. All right. Best record collection goes to John. Look at all that. Yeah. It's a, amazing. Like three times <laughs> as many CDs as I have. That's like a wall. It's beautiful. I, I want to sift through it, but I can't. <laughs> Probably won't like most of it, but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Best lighting goes to Matt. Look, he looks like he's on stage. Holy shit. It looks incredible. <laughs> Good Lord. It's, it, it's amazing. It's like you're on a photo shoot or something. Or you're on a spaceship. <laughs> that would be Matt. He's the pretty one. Yeah. Yeah. Mattsmodels.com. Uh, best location goes to Jay. Good job. You're near Santa Rosa, right? Ish, yeah. Well, uh, you're closer to it than I am, so that's <laughs> that's, that's impressive. Uh, amazing uh, brewery there with the Pliny the Elder, oh, uh, Russian River, an IPA. Hello. Anytime you want to send me a couple bottles of that, I sure would appreciate. That. Well, he's moving soon, though. I'm oh, shit. For, I'm here for a while. Um, send me an address. Okay. Uh, Keith, get your address to George, and I will literally send you a couple bottles of that. Nice. Yeah, I will I will get you back one way or another. That's one of my favorite beers. Oh, and so, uh, so good. Only only got to try it when I was visiting there myself. But I'll start you out. No problem. You should yeah, come really, to the Decibel. You should come to Decibel in, in the spring in Philly. It, 
They yeah, yeah. we drink we, all the pliers. We'll just yeah. show up on Thursday. You don't have will. to go to the festival. We'll just show up on Thursday night when we get hammered. Be yeah, yeah, I, won't, I won't even. I won't even tell you I'm showing up. I'll just show up. Keith is here. Yeah, he'll be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, we have to share the pliers. Asshole, doing. Oh yeah. yeah. You or Butch? If Butch wants to show up, we'd be okay. Yeah, yeah. I I have a lot of family in Northern California there, so that place is very oh. special to my heart. Yeah, yeah. But decibels in Philly. You don't have to go. Yeah, as far. yeah. Uh, best use of the color blue in an outfit goes to Margison. <laughs> For those of you who are listening, literally everyone here is wearing a black and white t-shirt, except for this guy who chose to stand apart from the crowd. And Because uh, I didn't already a, stand apart from the suburban dad look. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it looks great. And uh, you're also runner-up for best mohawk, so... And, <laughs> Just, just real quick. I want us. I, this is going to sound vaguely sexual. You want to touch tips? Let us. Swords. Let's take out our Conan swords here right now. I've got mine right here. It's the Atlantean sword. You've got yours right behind there. He's busting it out right now. We're whipping it out. Oh man, that thing is way more realistic than mine. <laughs> Holy shit! That that, that, is yeah, that What's your cheap? sword this is like oh you've got it you got yeah, the easy I mean, because you have the atlantean sword i have conan's yeah. father's sword oh shit okay yeah, yeah. you right. need to know so the difference either way we are wielding my crom we are brothers forever <laughs> wielding real steel and i think it's fucking amazing and good job uh to every one of you and i appreciate you having me here very much thank we you. appreciate you coming awesome. and, and you know Always. also gotta stop and thank george for getting out of his yes to, you did it george <laughs> i made it george you did it that's freaking awesome dude i know yeah, it's not easy it's not easy so no. i hope you're going straight back to bed that's I the hope plan you get well soon yeah. i would bring you some chicken broth if i lived nearby i make it really good yeah you just get a hold of me in october when we'll have some beers and burgers yeah, yeah, and we'll broth. Get, uh, it'll get weird. <laughs> and broth. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I, I, one more time, feel better, George. Truly. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Good thoughts for you, buddy. You'll, yep. you'll, you'll be better soon. I will. And uh, thank you for your thanks, Keith. Uh, you make it really easy <laughs> to like what you do, so it's not like it's work for us. All right, we should probably stop kissing each other's asses and get out of here. Are you sure? <laughs> if, we, uh, if we hurry, we could be under three hours. We did good. Yeah. I'm proud of us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A cigar waiting for me. Ooh, oh, nice. Nice. We could do that too. All right. All right. Thanks nice for coming, Keith. Faces, fellas. Talk to you soon. Thanks, right. Keith. Thanks, Keith. See everybody Cheers. next Cheers. time. Get better, George. Thanks. Don't, boy, don't do anything I good. would do. That you would. I'm gonna do everything you wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. Fucking swords heavy. Don't end up like me. <laughs> All talented make, and stuff. God. Make better choices, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Be butch. All All right. Right. Always be butch. All right, guys. See ya. Thank, thank Say you so it, much. Please.